Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Live. I'm your resident herbalist, Wendy Wilson. Hope you had a great day. We're here to empower you. That's what we like to do here on Herb Talk. Thanks for joining us on the American Voice Radio Network. Hey, magical engineer Frank and I have a great show. We are going to be talking about the cleansing machines. Oh, we're not talking about cleaning your floors either. This is something modern medicine's rolling out. Uh, we've touched on uh, a bit of this topic before, but we're expanding it today. We have some new information to share, so uh, heads up with that. Also, um, we touched on the radiation issue uh, Tuesday, so we're going to try to finish that up and see how much time we have left. And we have a quack report, but before we get to all that great stuff, big salute and semper fi to righteous men and women in uniform. As you know, I'm hitting the knees. I'm seeking Lord's face. Hope you are too. You know, uh, you know, just nurturing that relationship with the Lord, it's its a lifelong thing, you know. If you want, you know, because a lot of people have that, you know, profession of faith, but they don't have the possession of faith. There's a big difference. I did bring my devotional today, and this is from Psalms 118 and First Peter 2. It goes like this. Try to view each day as an adventure carefully planned out by your guide. That would be the Lord. Yep, instead of staring into the day that is ahead of you, attempting to program or program it according to your will, be attentive to me and all that I have prepared for you. Yeah, it's God's will we need to look for and do. So thank me, he says, for this day of life, recognizing that it is precious and unrepeatable. So trust that I am with you each moment, whether you sense my presence or not, A thankful, trusting attitude will help you to see events in your life from my perspective. So a life lived close to me will never be dull or predictable. Expect each day to be, you know, contain surprises and resist your tendency to search for the easiest route through your day. Be willing to follow whatever I lead, wherever I lead, no matter how steep and treacherous the path before you may seem, the safest place is by my side. Absolutely, you know, um, I know it's, uh, you know, we have to be tested, tried the reins. You know, the Lord wants to see what you what you got, what's your metal. You know, you're going to be truthful, you're going to be obedient, you're going to be faithful and that kind of thing. So trials do that, you know, they, you know, just like they perfect gold by heating it and purifying it, 
That's what's happening to you with trial. And without further ado, let's do the quack report. Thanks, Frank. Okay, first up in the quacker. Uh, science is pushing this uh, envelope of babies being made without mothers, right? Um, late last year, the team from the University of Bath in, in the UK discovered that sperm cells could be made from skin cells, or any other egg could be, uh, you know, made from skin cells. So they were thinking about skipping the traditional conception and making it themselves. So at the time, they said the scenario right now wasn't advanced enough to make men um, fertilize their own eggs and be father and mother kind of thing. So, But a new report that was published uh, recently uh, by an embryologist at Harvard and Brown University urged nations to begin contemplating the legal minefield of what would surround motherless babies. Hmm. Eggs can be tricked into developing into an embryo without fertilization, he said, but the embryos uh, die after just a few days. But scientists at Barth now have developed a method of injecting mouse uh, uh, eggs that were made from skin cells with sperm so that they can cause them to become healthy pups so they didn't die. So they're working with the mice. Uh, to produce healthy offspring, bypassing the normal process of male sperm fertilizing female egg. So uh, experimentation, um, what else is next, right? Mm-mm. Moving along in the quack report, uh, the CDC scientists apparently lost a box of deadly, highly regulated influenza specimens. Well, what else is no? Uh, laboratory incident reports recently obtained by the Freedom of Information Act uh, the USA Today is doing this story. I like their title, Bio Labs in Your Backyard. <laughs> well, and so they wanted to get this information about, you know, how how well a track record, I guess, the CDC has. And uh, so they asked for this information. Uh, they want to get to the serious truth about the public hazards involved. Um and so this is when they found out they lost this box of influenza specimens and that was marked uh, hazard, a biohazard, um, a deadly and highly regulated on the outside. Yep. So after two years of waiting for all these reports, the um, editors at USA Today that are doing this investigation uh, said that uh, when they got a lot of the information, it was heavily redacted. Uh, so despite the redactions, they said it was pretty clear from the reports that the CDC has more than just a few number of incidents that um, put the public at extreme risk, apparently. All right, last but not least in the quack report, uh, they say Trump is taking aim at vaccines. Uh, he names Robert F. Kennedy Jr., head of a new commission to expose the dangers of thermosol or the mercury that's added to vaccines. Actually, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, wrote a book called Thermosol, Let the Science Speak, the Evidence Supporting the Immediate Removal of Mercury, a known neurotoxin from vaccines, a highly recommended reading by a lot of naturopaths out there. But um, he's not 
for getting rid of all vaccines, just the ones that create neurotoxicity. Uh, According to a quote from his book, he says, indeed, the evidence of thermosol's neurotoxicity is so overwhelming and the lack of safety data is so complete that anyone who is willing to read science and who believes in the capability of scientific methods to determine empirical truth must conclude that thermosol causes serious brain damage. Wow. Well, like we all knew that already, but we'll just let, we'll pray that God's hand be on that investigation and see where it goes. You know, we'll, we don't know what God's got planned there, but uh, we got to save some babies. And, you know, if anybody can save them, that's the Lord. And that wraps the quack report. <laughs> Frank. Yeah, biolabs in your backyard. That's one of the reasons I put together a pandemic kit. <laughs> Got to have one of them. Absolutely. Um, okay, we're going to be talking about uh, cleansing by machines. Um, a lot of toxicity out there in the human body. And it has become a problem that even medical science is now building machines to treat it. So a major organ of the body that medicine uses machines to cleanse is the blood. And a lot of people don't identify that their blood is really an organ because it contains tissue. But everyone is aware of dialysis machines, and they cleanse the blood when the kidneys fail. However, now science has developed a machine to cleanse the blood from bacterial infections such as E. coli. So scientific uh, medicine states that There are like 8 million or more Americans that die from blood poisoning called sepsis. And often the bacterial infection is acquired while the patient's at the hospital or other medical facility. And it's the leading cause of death in hospitals is sepsis. So did our creator expect us to need machines or is there another way to cleanse our blood and protect ourselves? Well, we're going to check this out. Now let's talk about blood infections quickly. Sepsis can pollute your blood and your body organs, causing them to shut down. So is sepsis a serious condition? Well, yes, it is, and it's life-threatening. And symptoms are fever and low blood pressure. Now, symptoms can actually mimic meningitis, where you have an inflamed lining of the brain, and even encephalitis, where the inflammation is in the brain. Now, hospitals are reporting a steady increase in sepsis, by threefold over the last decade. For example, in 2000, the CDC reported 621,000 cases, and by 2008, it jumped to 1,141,000 cases. So sepsis outnumbers the cardiovascular hospital admissions. And in the United States alone, sepsis outnumbers the deaths by breast, breast cancer, prostate cancer, and death by AIDS all combined. Well, let's look at the risk groups. There are several areas of society that are at greater risk of contracting sepsis, and as usual, it includes the young and the old. But the, the, the statistics, I'll get it out, they are showing more males than females do contract sepsis. Now, babies can contract bacterial sepsis during delivery, and nursing homes report more sepsis than any other area. Now, abuse in nursing homes has increased by 30%, which increases the chances of sepsis. Diabetics are another group of people at risk, and according to the Mayo Clinic, 
many people can develop sepsis. Now, sepsis occurs during a bacterial infection, but can also occur when the body has waste material that's produced by the body turns very toxic and accumulates to very toxic levels. Now, actually, uh, when the Mayo Clinic said that, it just described how real important it is for us to keep all toxins free-flowing out of the body to avoid toxic system overload. Well, let's look at uh, the road to sepsis. There are a number of risk factors that can create blood infections, and they are having diabetes, cancer, AIDS, having kidney failure, liver disease, burn patients can be at risk, severe trauma cases, pregnancy, leaky gut or leaky blood vessels, as well as abnormal blood clots, inflammatory diseases, congested organs, influenza, pneumonia, meningitis, having malaria, urinary tract infections, skin infections like cellulitis, appendicitis, which is ruptured, the use of catheters, uh, invasive medical procedures, dirty hospital equipment that's inserted into patients, and those in confined healthcare settings, and also, lastly, pandemic-like infections like Ebola and dengue fever. So what could be some of the causes? A lot of people are asking this question. Why such an increase in sepsis blood poisoning due, uh, you know, all over America? You know, is it due to a disease? Is it hygiene? Is it neglect? What is it? Well, according to Modern Medicine's clinical assessment, in their report, they said there's a lot of contributing factors to the rise of blood poisoning or sepsis, and it's 10 to 7 It's seven to ten-fold higher than normal, they said, and they think it's due to a combination of these factors. The aging population, increase in chronic disease, unnecessary surgical interventions or invasive procedures, poor socioeconomic conditions, immune suppressive and chemotherapy treatments, and the overuse of antibiotics that have created a drug-resistant organisms. So, however... In May of 2014, in the Journal of the American Medical Association, they reported that a whopping 50% of hospital deaths deaths were linked to blood poisoning or sepsis. So they figured out that at least 10% of all the hospital patients will develop sepsis, and the CDC then ran the numbers to find 750,000 patients in U.S. hospitals had sepsis. So the Agency for Healthcare Research found uh, um, that their accounting was about 25% of all the hospital charges are attributed to treating sepsis. Well, let's get to these new machines now, okay, that are going to treat blood poisoning. So anyone that has had a family member or a friend or even themselves receive dialysis, they are aware that it's almost an all-day treatment. And this is really no way to spend the rest of your life sitting in a chair watching a machine filter dirty blood. So, however, modern medicine states that blood infections like sepsis is becoming a real problem and as has a very high mortality rate of 30%. So, sepsis is a gram-positive bacterial infection caused by numerous pathogens with a com- and the common most common one is E. coli. And fungus also can be the culprit. But therefore, so medicine has created this new device and it's designed to improve the mortality rates of people that get sepsis or blood poisoning. So scientists, physicians, and engineers at Harvard's Weiss Institute of Biological Engineering have created a device called, are you ready? 
It's called the biospleen. That's right. That's what they're calling it. So the biospleen was developed and tested on animals in 2014, and according to the Harvard team, it exceeded expectations helping animals to survive after they were infected with E. coli bacteria. The report specified that the biospleen machine operates at the speed of a dialysis machine and therefore can take as long as four to six hours to clean the blood. So the research was published in the September 2014 Journal of Nature Medicine, and most of the sepsis is from unsanitary and improperly cleaned medical equipment. This is where you know patients are picking it up at the hospital. This is you know what medicine, the medical science does when they when they create a problem, then they uh, create a solution and sell you the solution. So an, uh, antibiotic treatments for sepsis or for fungus can possibly work if the pathogens are identified and the medication is designed to kill that specific pathogen. Otherwise, the treatments are unsuccessful, and testing to see which pathogen it is can take 2 to 14 days, which is really time a patient doesn't have, because if you get sepsis, you can be dead in two days. So drug-resistant pathogens are also the challenge for modern medicine with sepsis, and according to Dr. Don Ingber at the Weiss Institute, the biospleen machine works like a dialysis machine, and it removes living and dead uh, tissue as well as microbes and toxins. So he goes on to say that the biospleen is designed like a human spleen, and it contains what they call microarchitecture or a series of interwoven channels. And this is to carry the filtered blood. So the machine uses a saline solution to filter the blood and nano-sized magnets that they have coated with lectin protein, similar to the protein used by immune system cells. So the protein binds to the pathogens, the bacteria or the fungus, and it removes them from the blood. They all have also tested the biospleen on human blood in the lab setting. So... They took infected blood from a patient in the lab and, and ran it through the machine that way. So it, they said it removed 90% of the pathogens. However, the machine does not reduce mortality all by itself, according to the Harvard researcher Torhid Fanel. He says the drugs are also to be given to the patients while they're on the machine. So they're getting antibiotics while they're... Um, filtering the blood through the biospleen. Uh, according to um, Tohid Fahadin uh, in the Journal of Biomaterials, he says using the biospleen device alongside antibiotics can quickly bring blood back to normal, curtailing an inflammatory response rather than exacerbating it. Well, what's the cost of this? Think about it. Uh, well, Treating sepsis is really one of the most expensive therapies to have in a U.S. hospital. It costs typically $24 billion a year, and the cost of sepsis care increases by 12% a year. So to give you an idea of the treatment costs, when biospleen goes live in hospitals, an emergency dialysis treatment at a hospital costs about $10,000. So here's a, a quote from the Agency for Healthcare Research that says the cost related to sepsis, including long-term 
substantial care, including rehabilitation, a delayed return to work, and family support network, making the cost to be huge. And also, uh, Dr. John Gerswald, surgeon at Texas Tech University Health Science Center, says sepsis is one of the most costly diseases in healthcare. End of quote. So you don't want to ever get blood poisoning. You know, talk about breaking the bank. Well, let's look at an example of medically induced infections. So there um, was this man who contracted a nasty infection after a catheter treatment at his local hospital. He had pain upon urination, and after a course of antibiotics, his condition worsened, and then he lost all sexual function. This gentleman was panicked at what medicine, medical science wanted him to do next, so he looked at alternative therapies, and he learned that he could use garlic and juniper berries to cleanse the urinary tract of the bacterial and, and fungal infection. So after his pain was gone, he went on to cleanse his prostate using a combination of herbs, and then his sexual function returned. So he did what doctors couldn't. So... The moral here is don't be afraid to research your options. So this person acted before it got really a, a, a bad situation. He acted right away. He didn't wait for the infection to become septic. That's a big, big clue there. So sepsis promotes widespread inflammation, and in the infection's not cleared. A person goes into shock and dies within two days. So this isn't something you want to play with. Um, and there's a way to protect yourself from these types of infections. We're going to get to that in just a second. Uh, so the point of the matter is you have a lot of power, and it really blows people's minds when they learn simple solutions can solve these complicated problems. So sepsis is a scary condition, and so is cancer and other diseases. But most believe they haven't the ability to deal with these issues or even prevent them on their own. But a majority of the cases can be turned around using many of the natural antibiotics, natural antibiotics now, and immune boosting and detoxifying tools God has provided with his foods and medicinal herbs. So, you know, I've, I've stated before that, you know, organ cleansing is uh, one of those simple things, cleanse and nourish. If you get the toxins out and you put the nutrition in, you sidestep a lot of internal medicine diseases, a lot of them, a majority, if not all. So it kind of is interesting that um, people, new concept for them, cleansing their system, getting it clean, the natural way to avoid conditions like sepsis. Um, I also feel that, you know, diabetics are, are prime for sepsis infections, um, almost 100% prime for that. So they're at a great risk of that, and um, the blood can become very toxic, laden down with sugar and impurities, and this is why uh, the blood is is supposed to transport oxygen uh, and minerals and nutrients to the cells and then take away toxicity out of the cells. So when the blood's sick and polluted, it can't do that, and that's why their sores, a diabetic has sores, and they don't heal very well. Um, so the blood's dirty and needs to be cleansed. So if the blood becomes too toxic, you know, you got to do your cleansing uh, from bowel system to blood. It's got to be done. It really does. Um, and it's not complicated. It's not expensive. 
uh, you can still do it and carry out your normal routine. Uh, it's gentle but effective. So the herbal organ cleanses are really a natural way to sweep the entire system of the impurities like you know heavy metals, radioactive particles, pharmaceutical residues, pesticides, and the toxic waste that the body produces that can build up in it. So a natural approach to prevention really is well worth the effort to use it, and that's organ cleansing. So Apothecary Herbs does offer a line of organic herbal organ cleanses. These products are easy to use. They have a line of immune-boosting formulas as well. They offer a blood cleanse, pain and anti-inflammatory, and also the juniper berries and the garlic we mentioned in a liquid form. They do have the gentian root as an Ebola and hemorrhagic fever inhibitor. Um, they have... Uh, they have the pandemic kit. They have the kidney, bladder, and prostate cleanse kits. They have that. They have a whole bunch of stuff. If you haven't checked it out, you should. They have a web store. You can go check them out there online, thepowerherbs.com. Or if you don't do the Internet, you can certainly give them a call and ask for a free product catalog. The number is 866-229-3663, 866 229 3663. If you're outside the U.S., the number is 704-885-0277. Again, the website is thepowerherbs.com. That's where your healthcare options just became endless. And don't forget, on their website, they have money-saving coupons. You can always ask for them over the phone as well, save you some money. Uh, so get those tools and put the power back in your hands. That's what it's about. You'll be amazed what you can do. Gotta take a break. We'll be right back. into the original medicine. Herbalist Wendy Wilson will be right back. If you have a heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the three W's.thepowerherbs.com. Leaping tall buildings with a single bound? Faster than a locomotive? Whoa! Find the Superman in you. Listen to Herb Talk Live with herbalist Wendy Wilson. 
Financial obligations or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out? When life is too much to handle, use Apothecary Herbs Emotional Stress Formula. Feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope. Complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee. You've waited long enough. Call Apothecary Herbs now. Toll free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Talk Live has your HMO, herb medicine options. Coming up next. As men get older, they are subject to hormone imbalance. And when this happens, men can experience osteoporosis, memory loss, irritability, blood sugar imbalance, weight gain, enlarged prostate, erectile dysfunction, and risk of stroke. The human endocrine system manufactures hormones. Why not feed your system plant nutrition to make the hormones that are right for you? For centuries, these herbs have been used to balance the male hormone system. Men, you've waited long enough for the male hormone formula. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free 866-229-3663 for the male hormone formula. 866-229-3663 or online at thepowerherbs.com. 866-229-3663 where your healthcare options just became endless. I'm excited about next week. I don't know about you, but, you know, presidential inauguration is on the 20th. And, you know, I'm so excited about that. Uh, Apothecary Herbs is considering doing something special 
you know, next week. So uh, look for that on the website um, next week. We'll probably announce it next week. Something special. Uh, so all of you, you know, heads up. <laughs> Heads up out there. All right, so we, we, um, we're try, trying to tackle the radiation issue last time, but we ran out of time. So we're going to kind of do it again, uh, hitting the high notes and the low notes, and uh, show you what you can do about radiation and protecting yourself. Because we live at a time, you know, where our infrastructure actually is pulsing with radiation. And with that, we're exposed to constant uh, saturation levels every day. And Scientific inventions, you know, have provided mankind with numerous conveniences. So how did we get on this path of this electromagnetic radiation called EMFs and Wi-Fi? Well, it seems to have begun in the late 1800s when Polish physicist Mary, uh, Marie Curie, French uh, physicist Henry Beck. Quirrell, I guess that's how you pronounce his name, and German physicist Heim, Wilhelm Rottingen, Rottingen uh, got together. They all got together to create uh, what they they had the experiments, and uh, well, they were working with electrical current, and they discovered these new rays of light, and they called them X-rays. And adding elements of barium and uranium to electricity, they discovered new light rays and new energy. Later, they named it radioactivity, which uh, radiology was developed from, actually, that. You know, so all your radiologists that read your x-rays now, this is... uh, this is where this came from in the 1800s. So Mary, Marie Curie uh, continued with her radiation experiments, um, and she actually exposed herself to a lot of radiation, and she died at the age of 67 from a plastic anemia, which you know means radiation killed her bones and her blood supply. So to this day, Curie's research papers and her cookbook that she was working on are in a shielded box as they are highly radioactive and very unsafe to handle. So in the 19th century, uh, we were you know, put on this path that we knew very little about, which now impacts our health in a significant way on a daily level. So today we have a branch of modern medicine which utilizes radiation as a form of treatment. You know, if you go to the hospital, they have that, uh, you know, radioactive treatment ward. Even veterinarian clinics have a radiation ward now to treat uh, the pets that have cancer. And this is so sad because I never knew of any pets growing up that had cancer. So in a generation now, we have uh, pets that have the same ailments as uh, the owners. So... Can man live safely with radiation? Well, science would say yes. I'm going to say not really. Not really. There are costs. Um, Well, let's look at the badge, because anyone that knows someone that works around energy sources, which produce a lot of radiation, they're required to wear these radiation badges. Uh, For instance, places like nuclear power stations and X-ray techs at clinics and hospitals have to wear these badges. So radiation causes cancer, and the International Agency for Research on Cancer, which is part of the UN's World Health Organization, lists over 250 Class 2B carcinogens, and on the list is radiofrequency electromagnetic fields, or RF or EMFs. So this type of radiation comes from radios, TVs, microwave ovens, 
cell phones and Wi-Fi. So if you haven't noticed, Wi-Fi is being installed in coffee shops and hotels throughout your neighborhoods, on airplanes, and in schools. So the accumulative radiation effect is enormous, although few studies are even published with warnings about this accumulative effect and these risks. According to the National Cancer Institute, the most common exposure to radio frequency radiation is wireless communication devices and that kind of equipment. So here is a list. Your cell phones, your smart meters, any portable wireless device, your laptop, your mouse, uh, TVs, radios, broadcasting antennas, satellite, radar devices, MRI devices, microwave ovens, cordless phones, cell phones, and base stations, uh, Wi-Fi, as we mentioned. And of course, you know, now the new appliances with, uh, with uh, that kind of technology in it, your, you know, washing machine, dryer, uh, refridge. So, goodness. Uh, here's some studies. There have been some mixed reports, though, and some experts are stating that there is really not enough evidence to suggest that all these low levels of frequent radiation exposure will put us at risk for having cancer. But the National Cancer Institute has researched on r residential exposure of the EMF radiation showing a statistically insignificant association between this type of radiation and some cancers that include breast cancer. So that report was in the Journal of Epidemiology in 2004. Also in the journal article, the workplace environment was also mentioned where workers who are exposed to radiation like in, in power stations, on power line or telephone line workers, they say they have a higher rate of developing cancer such as leukemia, brain tumors, and breast cancer. And those uh, receiving or serving in the military, naval or air force, they, their reports that are also at a higher risk rate of cancer due to the radiation exposure from the electronics and the microwave emitting equipment. And um, the National Cancer Institute stated this, employees of large manufacturer of wireless communication products were possibly more likely to die from brain tumors or cancers of the hemiopotetic and lymphatic system than the general population. Wow. And where does a lot of this stuff get made? Not here in America. It's made somewhere else. The WHO asked the working group to review a mountain of evidence on static and low-frequency electric magnetic fields for the potential of cancer risk, and they reported uh, what was it, quote, possibly carcinogenic to humans is what they reported back. So what about our, our children? Um, well, we know that are very, the very young are more susceptible to toxic chemicals and fumes, and I would think radiation, you know, it's going to affect them a little differently. Uh, the Journal of Microscopy and Ultrastructure had a report titled Why Children Absorb More Microwave Radiation Than Adults and the Consequences. Their report stated children absorb more microwave radiation than adults do. The consequences from their study revealed that because their body is smaller, their skulls are thinner, and their brain tissue more absorbent, they are more at risk than adults for developing cancer. Fetuses are more vulnerable than children are, and pregnant women should avoid radiation 
exposure as much as possible. And studies uh, recommended that adolescent girls who put cell phones in their bras, their headscarf, or anywhere on their person, um, plenty of data, they say, um, the warning of overexposure of microwave frequency radiation produces serious health risks. Also, you know, these kids like to, you know, sleep with their electronics. Not good. Not good. I know of a couple of stories where um, middle school, high school age kids that put their cell phone under their pillow and they wound up having brain tumors, you know. Uh, Experts state that the exposure limits are unacceptable and need to be revised. Mark Gibbs asked the question in Network World, is Wi-Fi killing us slowly? Well, in Huntersville, North Carolina, Wi-Fi was installed in the high school and the school and middle schools where they use a lot of laptops. And all of a sudden, several female students developed a rare form of eye cancer, ocular melanoma. So rare, so rare that there really isn't hardly, uh, you know, a dozen cases anywhere in, in, the, in the world each year. But now it's like, you know, dozens of kids at the Huntersville School have this problem. It's weird, and health authorities state they really don't know what is causing the cancer because it usually occurs in people over the age of 50. Well, the community requested an environmental occupational study. Dr. Samuel Milham, epidemiologist of California, was contacted, and Dr. Milham reported, quote, exposure to dirty electricity and electromagnetic signals is meeting the criteria In other words, it's meeting the criteria for producing this rare eye cancer. Um, And, you know, it's it's like we've got a blanket on us of magnetic fields. Uh, They call them runaway currents or rogue electricity in our modern society where we have constant streams of electricity colliding, reflecting, escaping, and magnifying our exposure to dirty electricity. So for everyone, especially children, there's this risk of a cumulative effect. Dr. Milham says this, it creates a steady bombardment of electromagnetic signals that we develop health problems. We are swimming in an electrical chemical soup, he says. So Dr. Milham has been uh, seen... um, the rate of various forms of cancer in school children explode during these, because of these high electrical impulses that are bombarding the classrooms. He reports that he is not a popular person with school boards or city council members. Well, he's telling it like it is, you know. And he says that some people can tolerate the dirty electricity better than others, but over time, the body is worn down and develops cancer. And Stuart Simonson, he's a chemical and environmental engineer, he says that the Huntersville, North Carolina eye cancer cases may be the result of dirty electricity also from the Doppler radar station that is near Huntersville, and it's owned by the Federal Aviation Administration. Simonson feels that these radar stations can turn humans into antennas, and he states that he has seen research that dirty electricity can also give animals and sea life diseases. Mm. Well, we have to be proactive. Anyway, you slice or dice it. Um, that protection's 
don't take a chance, you know. Parents need to be more protective of the kids than ever before. We also need to be more sensitive to the devices that can create weaknesses in our bodies and invite disease. You know, I actually purchased what uh, is called a rad meter a few years back, and this measures the dirty electricity in my work environment, in my home. And I, I tend to take readings off the device, and I also try to limit my exposure. There are a lot of companies online that offer ways to minimize your exposure. And I've been, you know, fighting my electric company regarding smart meters, and I still have. I still have my analog meter on my home. And uh, so I, I, you know, I'm actually penalized monthly by the electric company because I have my old meter. Yep, yep. Uh, You know, twice I've caught them trying to sneak on the smart meter. Uh, I just happened to be home at the time. Uh, So, you know, and then saying, you know, oh, 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 false pretenses is with all these excuses. In one instance, uh, my neighbor sold his house which already has a smart meter on it. So the day that he closed on his house, there was a utility truck parked at my house in my driveway. Contractor walked up to my backyard, and I come out of the house and I go, what are you doing? He was trying to remove my my meter. And um, he says, I have a work order to switch out your meter. I said, let me see that work order. And it had the new people who bought my neighbor's house, their name was on it, but with my address. I go, what, what What craziness is this, right? Of course, the contractor didn't know anything about it, so he just packed up his stuff and left. And I called my electric company. I go, listen, stop it. You just stop it right now. And they were like, oh, that was just an oversight. I said, no, it's not. My neighbor, the people who just bought the house, you already know they have an analog. on. Uh, they have a smart meter on their house because it communicates with you. So can't get nothing over on that. So, of course, you know, they, they, they just let me be for the moment. So praise the Lord on that. So, uh, so my, my analog saga continues, I'm sure. Uh, they're not going to stop until they put a smart meter on this house that I'm in. Mm. But I pray against it because I have read the research on the smart meters and it's not pretty. So I hope you are protecting yourself as much as possible if you have a smart meter. Most of them, unfortunately, in, in you know basic America and these you know small starter homes, where are the meters? They're on the outside of the back of the house. Where's where's the meter? The wall? It's right outside your bedroom or somebody's bedroom. And so you're in that room what eight hours a day, sleeping, getting radiated. Not good. Not good. So. Um, You know, I like to use herbs that dry out the radioactive stuff, the particles that get lodged in your tissue. So organ cleansing, once again, is going to save the day. And uh, so if you're interested in learning how to do that, the folks at Apothecary Herbs will put those tools and information in your hand on how to do that. Um, Very inexpensive, very proactive way to protect yourself and very effective as well as affordable. So give them a call. Ask for their catalog. And the catalog is free. The number is 866-229-3663, 866-229-3663. You can check them out online at thepowerherbs.com, thepowerherbs.com. Uh, yeah, if you're worried about uh, some of the cancer stuff, check out the dandelion root. 
uh, Windsor Medical University Hospital found out dandelion root kills all known cancer cells. Isn't that amazing? And I, 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 when I read it, I go, yes. And I see the Lord's hand there because um, I don't think God expected you to need a pharmaceutical industry, machines that filter your blood to stay healthy, you know. And, uh, you know, prayer is a good uh, proactive way to protect yourself, you know. Um, God hears prayer. So seek the Lord's face and mind the time. You know, draw near to the Lord. He'll protect you. There is this wonderful prayer in um, the um, genealogy section of the Old Testament. It's prayer of Jabez. And, you know, in between who begot who and how many kids they had, here's this prayer just tucked right in there. It's so pretty. Um, so it's like, you know, yes, the Lord's hand to be upon you and to broaden your way and keep evil from you so that it not grieve you. Great prayer. Great prayer. Also, uh, Proverbs, in the last last, uh, chapter of Proverbs, last book of Proverbs there, um, you'll you'll learn about, um, no, it's Psalms 91 is what I'm thinking of. Psalms 91 uh, is special prayer protection from all the chaos in the world. So uh, get out the Bible, dust it off, read those. You know, there's supernatural power when you read that. Uh, protection upon you in your home, in your household, in your children. So uh, I, I, I encourage you to do that. All right, we got a few minutes, so we're going to be talking about, um, once again, cancer. And uh, a lot of people think, you know, milk may encourage uh, cancer. And so uh, milk tends to be a political subject. I mean, there's a milk uh, cartel. Yeah, dairy and National Dairy Council, um, supposedly a nonprofit, but you know it's funded by dairy farmers, you know, and so it, you know it, it's its own little animal, if you know what I mean. So uh, the dairy industry, very very interesting. So does milk cause uh, you to be susceptible risk of cancer? Well, you know, 20 million people still have osteoporosis out there. And they're drinking all this milk, eating all this cheese and yogurt. Now, scientists have known for some time there has been this link between milk and breast cancer, prostate cancer, and just plain cancer. So epidemiological and cultural studies have proven there's a correlation between the consumption of dairy products, especially whole milk and cheese products from cow's milk, and the number of cancer cases. In 1977, scientists compared the incidence of breast cancer in Japan and found a significant increase in both the consumption of dairy products and the occurrence of breast cancer in those urban areas. You know, prior to World War II, breast cancer didn't exist in in Japan. They didn't consume milk. And, of course, you know, then they get westernized and McDonald's is on every corner and there's, you know, cheeseburgers. So all of a sudden... Uh, the Japanese women are coming down with that problem. Um, and milk seems to be a universal allergen. It's been identified as the most common allergen. Uh, the number two most common allergen is wheat. So bottom line is if you want to eliminate your food allergies, just you know, stop, stop using the cow's milk. And your urinary tract infections, your upper respiratory infections, your sinusitis, your pneumonia, those ear infections, digestive complaints, asthma, 
and now, according to science, cancer are going to go away. Uh, switch to something that's non-animal. Um, and people say, well, I don't drink milk, but they forget about the cheese. Cheese is 10 times the concentration of milk. So if you're, you know, having, you know, cheese on crackers, goodness. I mean, it's a couple of glasses of milk. And uh, there are, uh, there's this misconception, if you don't have cow's milk, you're going to have weak bones, osteoporosis. Even though the World Health, Organization, World Health Organization knows that the scientific studies show that when you consume milk as a calcium source, your body will absorb maybe 17%. And there's no guarantee it'll end up in your bones. They already know this. Bone health is also tied to minerals and to hormones. So you have to ask yourself, how does the cow develop strong bones and loss of muscle mass and doesn't consume milk itself past weaning? Well, it's because it eats greens. If you want strong bones and good muscles, you want greens. So we have 9 million cows in the United States which are not classified as healthy and the reason is, is, you know, they're, they're stuffed full of, um, they got leukemia viruses and Crohn's disease because they're shot up with all these growth hormones. And this is getting into your milk. Dr. Robert Cohen's book, Milk, the Deadly Poison, he says um, it affects your hormones. Uh, they inject the cows with hormones and it affects humans and how they metabolize the milk product. One glass of milk can flood your body, your blood system, system with estrogen increasing your risk of breast cancer, he says. Whoa. Wow. So uh, definitely, definitely check out uh, milk alternatives. And uh, this is why, you know, a lot, of, uh, a lot of people are switching off the milk, and that's a good thing. Um, watch the yogurt, though. Go to something else. A lot of people say, well, how about goat milk? Um, goat milk has a different protein. It's much easier in the digestive system to digest, and that's what the ancients used, basically, was goat milk. They didn't use cow's milk. And so if that's a baby step for you to get off milk products, then go there. Um, and uh, But eventually I would get off the animal product itself, period. So, uh, you know, go organic. Uh, if you get meats, and from or from a, a beef or chicken, uh, make sure it's not treated with hormones and, and growth hormones and, and antibiotics. Um, and if you get any fish, make sure it's not from the Pacific. Uh, you know, just make sure that you're doing what you can to make sure your food sources are as clean and as healthy as possible. Um, so you want to make sure also uh, you get balanced pH when you get real calcium, and you do get real calcium in plants, so green leafy vegetables, oranges, and some of your herbs. And it's going to offer you a, a good balance with your minerals, magnesium, and boron there. So um, foods like you know nuts, seeds, broccoli, cabbage, carrots, cauliflower, they're going to have that calcium with the right amount of mineral, boron, and magnesium to balance. If you look at herbs, That'll be horsetail, comfrey, oat straw, lobelia. They'll have the calcium in there as well. And uh, the body can metabolize that really well and use it for bones, muscle, connective tissue. If you're looking for an herbal liquid calcium, check out thepowerherbs.com. They have one there. 866-229-3663. Call Apothecary Herbs and ask about their calcium liquid. And forget about osteoporosis and uh, the moo cow. 
three. You are more powerful than you think. I'm out of time. The information presented is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure disease. So seek medical advice if you dare from a licensed medical physician. <laughs> Your herbalist, Wendy Wilson. Until next time, be well. and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Welcome to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour. We're broadcasting live from the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. Today's date is January 12, 2017. Church and ornament with all 
pray over them, and send them back to you at your request with no solicitations for donations. And we also have a prayer request form on the right-hand side of our Prophecy Hour and MessiahBranch.com pages. Now, remember, we are a national satellite radio program, which is simulcast live on the net internationally. It's live right now on YouTube and also on some FM stations. So pray about supporting airtime. In fact, we really do need to get airtime paid. It's expensive, and we have not yet paid it this month. So pray about a donation for airtime. On another note, I want to thank our listener bases worldwide, like Uganda, Nairobi, Kenya, Mogadishu, Somalia, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, excuse me, Moscow, Russia, and of course cities in the good old USA, such as Raleigh, North Carolina. And by the way, thanks to the person in Raleigh that just donated last week from there. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, New York, New York, Henderson, Nevada. Fort Wayne, Indiana, Fresno, California, Oakland, California, and these are just to name a few. Maybe one day I'll spend 30 minutes and just read all of them to you. How about that? No, of course not. Of course, we want to thank the people in Wichita, Kansas, which remains the largest group of listeners to our radio programs when they podcast later on tonight. Now, prayer, and we'll bring on tonight's guest. Dear Heavenly Father, in Yeshua HaMashiach's name, I pray. Father, I really pray that radio goes according to your will, not my will, nor our guest will, Father. But let come out what you want to come out, Father, and let the people understand it. Lift the veil from their eyes. In Yeshua HaMashiach's mighty name, amen and amen. Well, folks, uh, so many have decided that since Trump was elected, all things would be just wonderful, peachy, and cream. But there is so much coming. Like, has the White House suddenly? Re- why has the White House suddenly released a strategy for dealing with the threat of a catastrophic meteor impact? Really, especially in a going out administration. And this from Breaking News Israel: Biblical return of 70 nations as countries gather in Paris to condemn Israel. High-ranking officials from 70 nations of the world will gather in Paris on January 15th in an attempt to force Israel to accept a two-state solution with the Palestinians. Authority. By doing so, they will be filling a momentous biblical prophecy foretold a thousand years ago. And by the way, this is from Breaking News Israel. Everyone already knows the purpose of the conference is it is to be used as another opportunity to try and impose a settlement on Israel and avoid direct negotiation between Israel and its neighbors. Rabbi um, Trugman, director of Kaddish Torah Institute, told this to Breaking Israel News. That's interesting is what's interesting, he says, is that it isn't just one or two enemies with a specific grudge like the Arabs and the Nazis. It is 70 nations, which in Torah terms means all of the nations, explained the rabbi. Well, our guest tonight wrote a report about this and the meteor preparations. So tonight we've asked uh, author, bloggist, and talk program radio host, and he has a TV program, Michael Snyder, to come on with us and try and shed some light on, light on these things. He's been on with us many times before talking about many different things, including places of refuge in his book, the Rapture Verdict. If you haven't got it, you should pick up a copy. Yes, I am talking about Michael T. Snyder. He has several blogs. Two of them are, are the are two of them are the Economic Collapse blog and the most important thing. So welcome Michael and how are you? I'm doing really well, Pastor, and thank you for having me on the program again. 
Well, I, I, I've been having you on lately, and I really did try to find somebody else that, that knew enough about this that could talk about it, and uh, guess what? I didn't want to do it myself, so I called you back. Well, I appreciate it, Pastor Dan, because you know what? People need to understand that what we have just witnessed, what we've just witnessed, in fact, since the last time I was on with you, we witnessed the most important event in Bible prophecy in more than 40 years. But the church isn't talking about it. The pastors aren't preaching about it from the pulpits. In fact, most of the people out there that, uh, you know, you would consider to be watchmen or that, you know, are, are, you know, that are trying to, trying to wake people up, they're not even talking about it, Pastor Dan, or not much anyway. Right. But what we just witnessed on December 23rd, it was U.N. Security Council Resolution 2334. It was the greatest betrayal of Israel in the history of the United States, bar none. And the vote was 14 to 0 with the United States abstaining from the vote. But that was just for show, because basically it was all going to come down to whether the United States was going to veto or not veto. Because there's 15 members of the U.N. Security Council, 10 are rotating members, but there are five permanent members, uh, uh, Russia, China, the U.K., France, and the United States. And all, all the rest of them, and, you know, the, 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 all the rest of the, the Security Council was all ready to go with this resolution against Israel. The only question was whether the United States was going to veto it, which they, the U.S. government has had a policy under Democrats and Republicans since the days of Ronald Reagan of vetoing all anti-Israel resolutions at the U.N. Security Council. So it was, the decision was in Barack Obama's hands. And he decided to not veto this resolution, to allow it to pass, and so it did pass. Now, in the news, what are we hearing about this resolution? You, uh, uh, and, of course, it passed right before, they, they snuck it through right before Christmas, December 23rd, while everyone's hanging up their stockings, focusing on Christmas, doing their holiday things, getting ready for the long holiday weekend. They snuck it in on December 23rd, you know, and which I had warned about in advance on my website. I said, hey, if they're going to do this, watch the period around Thanksgiving and the period around Christmas, and wouldn't you, wouldn't you know that's mm-hmm. exactly what they did. But this yeah. resolution, and let's talk about it, what it does, because people probably heard about it in the news, and they probably heard something like, oh, the United Nations passes a resolution condemning, condemning Israeli settlements. And so that sounds bad, but it, when you read it, it's actually far worse than that and does a lot more than that, because, yeah, it condemned Israeli settlements. In fact, it said that every single Israeli settlement since 1967 is illegal and is a, a, is a fundamental flagrant violation of international law, and today there are about uh, 600,000 Israelis living in East Jerusalem and the West Bank, and uh, this resolution says that all of them are illegal, none of them should be living there, they all uh, are going to need to be removed at some point, um, pending, of course, the, the final status negotiations, but so it did that, but it didn't just do that, Pastor Dan. But it, it, the, the resolution went on to say that there will be, it's the, the policy of the U.N. Security Council, which is basically the highest form of international law, and th- th- this resolution said there will be a Palestinian state. Now, it didn't say right now, it didn't establish one right now, but it used mm-hmm. a future tense. It said that there will be a Palestinian state, and it will be called Palestine. So people were wondering, what is the Palestinian state going to be called? It's going to be called 
Palestine. That's going to be the name of the nation. So there's going to be these two nations, Israel and Palestine, living side by side, and it even established borders. It said the only borders that we recognize are the are the uh, June 4th, 1967 ceasefire lines. And so what this resolution said, Pastor Dan, is that uh, all of the old city of Jerusalem, all of East Jerusalem, every inch does not belong to Israel, according to the U.N. Security Council. And, uh, the Temple Mount, Israel, that does not belong to Israel, according to the U.N. Security Council. Um, the Wailing Wall, the Western Wall, does not belong to Israel. In fact, uh, you know, this resolution says the, the, the Wailing Wall is occupied territory, according to the U.N. Security Council. And every inch of the West Bank does not belong to Israel. So the, 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 this resolution says Israel does not have rights to any of it, does not own it. So who does own all that? The Palestinians do, according to this resolution. And so this resolution had basically gives the Palestinians everything that they could have ever wished for, everything that they could have ever wanted, but then it goes on to say, hey, if Israel and the Palestinians want to change borders, they can do so through negotiations. But, you know, what does Israel have to negotiate with at this point anyway? Because the UN Security Council already gave them East Jerusalem, the West Bank, the Wailing Wall, the Temple Mount, everything. You know, so right. they're saying, well, the two sides can negotiate, but the U.N. Security Council has essentially given them everything that they ever wanted. Let, let me say something. For the record, in 19, the, the reason that Israel ended up with the West Bank in 1967 is that that was actually a territory that belonged to was Jordan. It wasn't belonged to Palestinian people. Um, it was the, the West Bank belonged to Jordan. Um, Jordan entered the war, uh, Israel defended itself, and that was the border that they had to set up to defend their country. It wasn't, it didn't belong to any Palestinian people then. So it's ludicrous. Back to you. Oh, you're exactly correct, Pastor Dan. You know, the West Bank before 1967 belonged to Jordan, and the people living there are Jordanians, the descendants of, Jord of, 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 of Jordanians. But Jordan isn't asking for the West Bank back. So, you know, it belonged to Jordan, but Jordan doesn't want it back. The same thing with the Gaza right. Strip. The people living in the Gaza Strip are Egyptians and the descendants of Egyptians. And Egypt is not asking for the Gaza Strip back. You know, so you've got two different people groups in Gaza and in the West Bank. You've got Egyptians and Jordanians. And the United Nations is operating under this fiction that they're a single people, that they're a single Palestinian people. In fact, John Kerry, in his 71-minute speech that he gave a few days later, which he laid out his plan for the Middle East, he said that it, it's absolutely necessary that the uh, future Palestinians, they be contiguous. So uh, he wants to connect the West Bank and the Gaza Strip with a, a, a land bridge connecting the two, which would divide the land of Israel, of course, but that's what John Kerry wants, a land bridge connecting these two pieces of land, these two peoples who are, are separate peoples, because, you know, as we said, one, one part is uh, in the Gaza Strip, they're Egyptians, in the West Bank, they're Jordanians, but yeah, yeah, the, right. there are those countries want those pieces of land, and so they're creating this country that never existed in the first place, and the UN Security Council just gave them all of that land, and, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, so Israel, and, it, you know, the thing is, Israel, the, the, of course, the government of Benjamin Netanyahu, the Israeli government, they would never give all that to Palestinians. And in fact, Netanyahu said 
that Israel will be the undivided capital of Israel forever and ever and ever. So instead of encouraging negotiations, it just eliminates negotiations, because now the Palestinians will never accept anything that does not give them East Jerusalem as their capital, and Israel is saying, we're never going to give them all this stuff. So it, it basically completely shuts down negotiations and actually greatly increases the chance of war, Pastor Dan, because... Right. Uh, you know, what we've got at this point, put yourself in the shoes of the Palestinians at this point. The Palestinians have been told by the highest body in the world, the highest form of international law, the UN Security Council, has given them East Jerusalem, has given them the Temple Mount, has given them all, the entire West Bank. And But now they look over at the, uh, the Israelis, and the Israeli government is saying, well, we're never going to, uh, we never agreed to this, we're never going to give you all of this. And so the, to the Palestinians, they're saying, well, we've exhausted all of our peaceful and legal possibilities of trying to, to do this legally, and the UN Security right. Council has given all this to us, but Israel's not handing it over. So we're going to have to fight for what is legally ours. That's the Palestinian view. And so the, 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 the potential for war in the Middle East just went way, way up, Pastor Dan. Okay. Well, I, I agree. That only leaves that option is war. And, you know, we, uh, there's going to be evidence supposedly given to Trump that Obama actually orchestrated this to do it. And all the things that you said, he most assuredly does know, um, because I don't believe him to be stupid. I don't like the guy, but he's smart in his own rights for what he believes. Having said that, so, but this lays, this, couldn't this possibly lay the groundwork for something disastrous that could happen on January 15th? Well, on, on January 15th, we've got this conference in Paris, France, in which 70 nations from all over the world, the United States is going to be represented, John Kerry is attending, from all over the world, they're going to gather in Paris, France, and Israel's not participating, they've already said they're, they, they don't want any part of it. Seventy nations are going to gather in Paris, France, and they're going to talk about a, solu a permanent solution, because this last UN Security Council resolution didn't take the final step of actually establishing a Palestinian state. And so they're going to be uh, 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 talking about this in Paris. And a document has already been leaked, which, uh, you know, uh, is a draft of uh, what the summary statement or the communique at the end of the conference is going to be saying. And it, in, in many ways, it, it tracks the language of UN Security Council Resolution 2334. It says there will be two states, Israel and Palestine, calls it Palestine again, calls Israel an occupier, and it says the occupation must end. It says, you know, it, it, it calls on Israel and Palestine to renew their commitment to a two-state solution and denounce any politicians that will not go along with it, and, and so forth and so on. But the great concern, what the Israeli government is concerned about, and, and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is on the phone, and he's lobbying, and he's very, very concerned, because the great concern is that they're going to have this conference on January 15th. They're going to, you know, kind of finalize the plan, and they could potentially rush it for a vote at the U.N. Security Council, another resolution on top of the last one, which would potentially even formally recognize a Palestinian state right now. Um, but they would have to do that that before January 20th, between January 15th and January 20th. In fact, on January 17th, the Security Council is scheduled to discuss these things, and, you know, they do this on a regular basis. So people are watching January 17th as a potential date. 
Um, but they they know that if, they, if anything that's going to be done, they got to do it before January 20th when Donald Trump gets inaugurated because Donald Trump is not going to go along with any of this. He's not going to go right. along with any sort of resolution at the U.N. Security Council. So they that's why they rushed this other resolution right before Christmas, and that's why there is concern by the Israeli government that we could see another resolution before Donald Trump gets inaugurated. Absolutely. Okay, just a couple of words from me. Um, you know, uh, from a Hebrew point of view, um, 70 nations uh, represent, is represented because that's the 70 uh, grandsons of Noah. And so to the Hebrews, when you say all of the world and you bring up the number 70, that rep- to them that represents the world. And that's why there are several rabbis, um, and of course they're, they're not, say, Messianic, but they are saying that, you know, it, it says that the whole world would come against Israel, and they're looking at this at the 70 nation gathering as possibly a fulfillment of that, where the, uh, you know, in, uh, the starting of fulfillment of that, where all of the nations of the world would come against Israel because of the number 70. And so they're watching it really close. And uh, you know that that in Israel, uh, that the police department over there, now you, you understand, I know you do, but for the people, um, the unsaved Jewish people believe that Messiah, when he comes, he's coming as a, he's a man. And they are already, the police over there in Israel some, uh, are training for crowd control because they believe that everybody's going to get, want to get close to Messiah because with all these things happening, they believe that he's right here on the horizon. I say that them looking for a man can set them up for something else. What do you think? Oh, I definitely agree, Pastor Dan. And so the, the, you know, the, the anticipation of a Messiah coming in Israel is very, very strong right now. And, and people don't understand here in, in the United States where you know, the rabbis are constantly talking about the coming of the Messiah. The, 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 the anticipation of, of Messiah over in Israel is very, very strong. And if they're looking for a man, it could potentially set them up for Antichrist. Because Antichrist, most people think of Antichrist as against Christ, and he is, but really, you know, you look in the original language, it's more of in place of Christ or, you know, a, a, an imposter, you know. And so, and that, that's really what Antichrist will be, someone who is coming in place of Christ, an imposter, someone masquerading. And so that's the great danger there. But, you know, I you know, I know break is coming up soon, Pastor Dan, but when we come back from break, we should talk about that, you know, that those that bless Israel will be blessed. Those that curse Israel will be cursed. And one way that you're going to, you know, if you want to upset any man, you want to go after his home and his family. And, you know, and, and so people say, well, why is God so concerned about Israel? Well, that was the family that Jesus was born into. He was born into the Jewish people, and that's his land. You know, in fact, uh, Matthew yeah. chapter 5, verse 35 it's called the city of the great king. You know, it's the city where yeah. Jesus will rule and reign for a thousand years. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well, uh, yeah, we're about uh, just real short from break. So, um, Michael, tell them about where your, your blogs are at and where they can find you so they can find their way to your other things like your your program, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my uh, what I'm primarily known for is the uh, economic collapse blog dot com. If you just go to Google and type in economic collapse, 
the first result that comes up. It mostly focuses on economic and financial things. I've also got the most important news.com where you can find all of my writing gathered in a single place along with the other top stories from all over the world. And then, you know, my, uh, we've got our new television program, The Watch. You can find that on YouTube and the PTL network. And then The Rapture Verdict and my other books can be found on Amazon.com. Yeah, absolutely. And you're still doing that program with your wife, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. It's called The Watch, and people can find it on our YouTube channel. Just type in Michael and Miranda Snyder. Or if people have got Roku or Apple TV, they can find it on uh, PTL Network. Is, uh, you know, all of our shows and past shows are, are, are there. People can, can just pull up on their Roku whenever they want. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's great. I, I, I really appreciate all the work and the things that you're getting out. And, you know, you, you're you really busy. Every time I seem like I try to catch you, you're out on the road or doing something, but you're getting the word out, and I appreciate it. Folks, we'll be back talking more with Michael in three minutes. condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the three wsthepowerherbscom Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street. online by going to wichitahomeless.com or simply call 17 years and you know we do it by faith and and you know meaning that so many times I leave here and drive to Wichita and I don't have the things that I need when I leave here but somehow miraculously the Father provides everything he has never failed me in this period of time but pray about it um pray about it I really really do um uh do hope that you will um, pray about supporting the Wichita Mission Church. Now, we're the last hope for so many. I mean, people come to us just, you know, we are, even the agency centers, well, we can't help you. Maybe Pastor Dan and those guys over there, maybe they can help you over there. Go over to Pastor Dan. They call it that instead of Messiah's Branch. I don't know why they don't call it Messiah's Branch. but And so people will come to us, and we won't have the resource to fill it. But so many times we've been able to pray it in or discover a resource for it just, you know, 
it comes miraculously. But it's very hard that way. So pray about it. If you want to know about um, the times that we do need your help, you can go to prophecyhour.com. There's a little box, and you can sign up to Mission Updates. And mind you, that's only about for you know what's going on exactly at the Mission Church and when there's needs. But so many times we'll put a picture of somebody on that and say, hey, this person has a specific need. Can you help? That's going to get bigger just as soon as we get the camera thing going. We're going to start doing some films. I'm going to start interviewing some people over at the Wichita Mission Church and uh, so they can tell you their story, and maybe you can give them some help. But we do need your help. In airtime, if you join this program on airtime and the program before this, if you missed the program before this, you really need to listen to it with, uh, called Stealth Invasion of America. You really need to, to listen to that program. But the point is, is if you enjoy these radio programs and you're getting something out of them, then pray about supporting airtime. Um, I haven't yet paid airtime to, uh, totally for this month, so pray about it. We can use your support. If you Also, we can use donations so we can finish the work that we're doing to do the video work we want to do. Anyway, we are the last hope for so many. We are responsible folks to care one for another, as we are brothers keepers. All donations, no matter what size, does help. And the Father notices all donations that come from where? Your heart. You can donate online or mail a check or money order, and you can find all this information at prophecyhour.com. That's prophecyhour.com. And now we're back with Michael Snyder, and we're talking about um, what well, we're talking about blessing and cursing in Israel. Are you there, Mike? I'm here, Pastor Dan. And yeah, well, we were talking about blessings and curses, and of course, you know, God goes back to Genesis chapter 12 where God told Abraham, you know, I will bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. And from then on, throughout the rest of the Bible, we see that pattern. We see those principles being pl played out, that those that bless Israel are blessed, those that curse Israel are cursed. And, uh, and in fact, there's a, a warning for the future. It's in Joel chapter 3, talking about the last days, when God will restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem. And we've seen that where... The you know the Jewish people uh, you know went back to the land. The nation of Israel was established in 1948, and then they recaptured uh, you know and and retook all of Jerusalem in 1967, and that's why you know this resolution. It, one of the reasons is so important because before 1967, you know the people of Israel couldn't go and pray at the Western Wall, the Wailing Wall. You know we're so used to today seeing the footage of of them there with their prayer shawls and they're praying at the Wailing Wall. Well, before 1967, they couldn't do that. And the U.N. Security Council just said that, hey, you know, the, the, the borders they recognize are the 1967 borders. They want things to go back to being the way they were before 1967. So that's a huge thing right there. But in Joel chapter 3, it says, when God restores the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, talking about the last days, God says that, hey, you know, at one point he's going to gather all the nations, and he's going to enter into judgment with them there. And, uh, in fact, let me just quote one line from the, from the verse, from that passage there. It, it says, quote, I will enter into judgment with them there regarding my people and my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations. They have also divided up my land. 
And so in this passage in Joel chapter 3, talking about the last day, God specifically warns that he is going to judge the nations for dividing up his land. Now, that warning has been there for well over 2,000 years. And, you know, our leaders have Bibles. You know, the Bible's the best-selling book all around the world. And, and that warning has been there. But global leaders, they're shaking their fist at God, and they're saying, we don't care what God says. We're going to divide up his land anyway. And Let me ask you a question. Uh, yeah. This is this has been on my my heart and my mind for some time. You know, it says that we're about dividing the land, right? Correct. So, have it, but hasn't their nation already been divided up? Because it's not the territory that they they were guaranteed to in the land grant given to the, to Abraham. Oh yeah, and this UN Security Council resolution 2334, it's a division of the land because it says what belongs to Israel, what does not belong to Israel, what belongs to the Palestinians. So, what the, you know, one one of the reasons why this is the most important event in Bible prophecy in over 40 years is because it is a div- division of the land. It's a dividing of the land. Now, what we have not seen yet the other No, 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 no listen to me. I don't think you're catching my point. Prior to that, Israel does not have all the land that was granted to them by um, the Father, granted to, to Abraham. They currently, even without that resolution, do not have their land. And this is a question that's been on my mind for a while. So hasn't the land already been divided? Hasn't part of the land already been taken from them, so to speak? Yeah, because, you know, if you look in, in Genesis, you know, the the, the um, land that God promised Abraham is actually much greater than, you know, what Israel currently possesses. And so, and, and Israel will be getting that land back someday, because, you know, what we're, what we're watching for, Pastor Dan, is the, a, a, a great war. And, it, and this great war is going to be the worst war we've ever seen in the Middle East. And God has shown uh, uh, prophets all over the world that it's coming, proven men and women of God. And also, many refer to this as the Psalm 83 war between Israel and her neighbors. And it's going to be a life-or-death war, a horrible war, bloody war. Israel's going to take a lot of damage, a lot of death and destruction. Um, but Israel's neighbors, it's going to be much worse for them. And Israel's going to emerge victorious and get much back, back much more of her land. And so that's the good news out of all this. But we know that this comes after the establishment of a Palestinian state. The war comes after. Mm-hmm. That's one of okay. the reasons why we're watching this next, literally the next week so carefully before Donald Trump gets inaugurated to see if anything happens at the United Nations, because we're watching for the, establish, the formal establishment of a Palestinian state. Right. Right, absolutely. And I I agree with you. They could try to, on any front, because they have so much to lose. The world, the globalists, so to speak, have so much to lose with Donald Trump being in office. And there's some, I mean, I could expect anything with the... uh, in the next seven days, I guess seven days, three hours, and 18 minutes. i got a counter over here. But um, before he is inaugurated, even if he gets to be inaugurated, I just don't bet on anything right now. Back to you. Yeah, Pastor Dan, and, and I want to share some numbers with the audience, because now that Barack Obama has done this to Israel and betrayed Israel, you know, he's moved our country from the blessing 
side of the equation over to the, the cursed side of the equation. I mean, you know, right. he, he cursed Israel, and so now, but, you know, and so now that with Donald Trump is coming in, it's going to be very, very important for him to bless Israel, to show that we do not support that resolution, and, and that he's going to try to do everything that he can to bless Israel. And so that's going to be very important for him to do. But, you know, we've got some very important numbers that connect Donald Trump and Israel and the year 2017. For example, 2017 is going to be the 70th anniversary from the 1947 U.N. General Assembly resolution that that was passed that, that, that called for the creation of a Jewish state, which then happened in 1948 when it, the, 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 the Israel declared their independence, but a resolution was actually passed on November 29, 1947. So next year will be the 70th anniversary of that. So there's that number 70 again. And it will also, next year will also be the 50th anniversary from 1967, the, the, the Six-Day War when Israel regained control of Jerusalem. So next year will be the 50th anniversary of that. And if you go back 50 years more from 1967, that brings us to 1917, the Balfour Deca Declaration, which you know most people in your audience are already familiar with, very important landmark. You know, so these 50 show up everywhere. In fact, you know, there was 50 years from the Zionist Congress of 1897 up to the U.N. resolution of 1947. So these 50s and 70s show up over and over again. But now let me bring Donald Trump in to the equation. You know, Donald Trump, as I wrote about recently, he was born precisely 700 days before Israel declared independence on May 14, 1948. And the nation of Israel was 77 days old, precisely 777 days after the birth of Donald Trump. And Israel's 70th birthday will come precisely 700 days after Donald Trump's 70th birthday. Incredible. Also, Donald Trump's election victory, when he, when he won on election night, that, was, that, that just happened to fall on Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's seventh year seventh month and seventh day in office. Incredible. But even more incredible than all of those numbers, Pastor Dan, Donald Trump, on his first full day in office, because January 20th he's going to be inaugurated, but he's only president for part of the day. On his first full day as president, that will be January 21st, um, 2017. On that day, Donald Trump will be 70 years, seven months, and seven days old on his first full day in office, and that will happen in uh, during uh, year five seven 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 on the Hebrew calendar. Wow! And numbers numer uh, numbers in the Hebrew really do mean something. They all have meanings to them, and this is a that's pretty incredible set of numbers. So, what do you think? Do you have an overall view of what? you think, or is it just too early to judge all this? Well, Donald Trump has said he wants to be a friend to Israel. He says he wants to move the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem, which would be, would be a great way to bless Israel, but it can't just be talk. It's got to be action. So I think, right. you know, it's very important for Donald Trump, even in his inaugural address, to come out and condemn U.N. Security Council Resolution 2334 
um, and, and to take whatever actions he can to bless Israel, to make, make it crystal clear that we're not going to divide the land of Israel um, in order to get us back on the blessing side of the equation, because there's, there's great dangers in messing with the land of Israel, as we've seen going back decades, where we've seen example after example for decades when various presidents have taken steps toward the division of the land of Israel, and it's brought judgment on this country, we've talked about in the past program, whether it's the perfect storm, Hurricane Katrina, so many things. And mm-hmm. so, you know, why we're so concerned, Pastor Dan, and why this is the most important prophetic marker that we're watching for is because we know that certain things come after the establishment of a Palestinian state. Um, you know, we talked earlier about how this great war in the Middle East is coming, but it comes after the establishment of a Palestinian state. We also know that a great earthquake is coming to the New Madrid Fault, to the center of this country. It's so many men and women of God going back years and years and years and years. Over and over again, God has shown people that when we divide the land of Israel and and there's a Palestinian state, then our land will be divided as a result of that. And specifically along the New Madrid Fault, right down the center of the country. And it will be worse than any earthquake we've ever seen is going to be absolutely catastrophic um, on a scale that I don't know that any of us can imagine right now, but God has already specifically warned us that that judgment is coming, uh, coming, but it's coming after we see the division of the land of Israel, and in, in particular the establishment of a Palestinian state. So that's why this, this, just this period of time, the one week to go before Trump gets in, are they going to try to do this at the United Nations? We're extremely concerned. Also, we also know that a great tsunami is going to someday hit the east coast of the United States, waves hundreds of feet tall, um, you know, coming in at, at just incredibly high speeds, uh, far, far worse. If you remember that, that tsunami that hit Japan, you know, we right. saw footage of, of it was horrible. But what's going to happen to the East Coast is going to be so much worse. What God has shown, in fact, my wife has uh, uh, collected more than 100 prophecies in, in this regard on uh, whygodreallyexists.com. But someday there will be a giant meteor. Some people have seen that it's, it actually breaks up into three parts, but it'll slam into the Atlantic Ocean, causing just a, a giant tsunami unlike anything that people have, could be, you probably even want to imagine right now. Flaming okay, just, these, yes. Okay, just real quick. Um, I, I want them to catch that. That's whygodexists.com, right? Right. Why God uh, really exists. Dot com. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll put a link on. Let me finish. I'll put a folks. I'll put a link on that with this program tonight because they did uh, send me a link to it, and it's it really got a lot of prophetic stuff over there. And uh, so sorry to interrupt you. Um, and you might mention you got about seven minutes too. But um, the White House making preparations for uh, a meteor. Back to you. You got about seven minutes left. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, uh, in fact, I just wrote about this, how the White House, had, did, right here at the end of the Obama administration, they released a major report, a 25-page report that talks about, in fact, it's entitled National Near-Earth Object Preparedness Strategy, and talking about the need to be able to detect and deal with incoming asteroids and meteors, because that, you know, the Obama administration agrees this is one of the biggest threats that we're facing. In fact, there was a, 
a, a, a, a giant space rock that was big as big as a 10-story building that just, you know, just slipped past our planet uh, just uh, on, on, on Monday, uh, the, the previous Monday here recently, and we had only discovered it on the previous Saturday, so we only had only spotted it two days earlier. So the, these giant space rocks are flying by us all the time, and uh, and uh, you know, and um, one of these days, as I've mentioned, one of them is going to hit us. A, a giant one is going to hit us in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, Efren Rodriguez has seen seen it. And, you know, he's been at the Prophecy Club, but so many others. Like I said, my wife has collected more than a hundred prophecies. Where this giant tsunami is going to hit the East Coast someday, causing death and destruction. You know, uh, on an unbelievable scale. But we know that it. But we know it comes after the division of the land of Israel. So all these things, the war in the Middle East, the giant East Coast tsunami, the, earth, the, the, the New Madrid earthquake, God has revealed all these things, but he's warned his prophets that it comes after the division of the land of Israel. And so that's what we're watching for. That's one of the reasons I, why. I've got, I've got something to ask you. Um, you know, a lot of people... And I've noticed this with a lot of Bible prophecy people, and I'm not saying you, but, you know, we talk so much about, you know, Israel and what's going to be happening, but there's a, there seems to be a gap in the other stuff of what people are saying, talking about a meteor hitting the earth and talking about the oceans and the grass burning up and so on and so forth. You know what I'm talking about, all the things in Revelation. You know, I would like love to see somebody kind of lay that out as to what, uh, is going to happen, you know what I mean, and talk about it a little more. Why do you think people will refrain so much about talking about those things? Well, you know, all the things in the book of Revelation are coming. But, you know, I think, Pastor Dan, right now what's happened is that Donald Trump has won the election, and Christians and conservatives and patriots were very excited that he won, and it's great to be optimistic about the future, but all of a sudden, it's like, well, they don't want to think about the return of Jesus anymore because they're just looking forward to good times. And so I wrote about how it's kind of like a nuclear bomb went off in the prepping community where all of a sudden sales of emergency food and supplies are just way down across the entire industry and in, in the contacts that I have. Or I also have contacts with companies that help people relocate out of the country. All of a sudden, no one wants to relocate out of the country. In fact, I know one uh, prominent name uh, in the Christian world that is actually coming back into the United States now that Donald Trump has won the election. It's the same thing with ministries that focus on the last days and the end times. They think so many people are of the attitude of like, oh, the, the return of Jesus has been delayed indefinitely. Of course, that's not true at all. Jesus is still coming back. All the things in the book of Revelation are still going to happen, but, you know, all of a sudden there's been this shift in mood, and so I was talking to the head of, of one uh, Bible prophecy ministry, and he, I was on the phone with him, and he said, Michael, you know, ever since Donald Trump won the election, my mailbox has been empty. You know, people haven't been writing me. People haven't been supporting the ministry. Or another end times ministry, they were actually advertising on one of my websites, but then I got contacted, and they said, hey, we got to pull the ad. You know, that we're cutting back everywhere. It's because people don't have the same level of interest. So people, you know, because, you know, people are expecting everything to be great under Trump. And so there's been this right. huge shift. And, you know, and in fact, Pastor Dan, there was a, a survey taken on CNBC right before the election. 15% of all Republicans b believe that the economy was going to improve over the next year before the election. 
then Donald Trump won. The same survey was taken. The number jumped up to 74%, from 15% before the election up to 74%. And that it's the biggest shift in mindset and, and perspective that we've seen probably at least since the days of Ronald Reagan, if not longer, where all of a sudden people think everything's going to be wonderful and they're not paying attention because uh, global events are still heating up. And this thing with Israel is just uh, monumentally important. Right. Well, let me tell you what, um, and folks, you need to listen up. Donald Trump actually becoming president is is enough to to shake the world completely over because of all the differences between the globalist and the non-globalist and things, and and that could even bring severe rioting and all kinds of things in the United States. You know, there is so much to uh, that's going on. Um, Trump's just a very, very small part of, of it all, you know, and America is really a small part of it all. What you have to look for, folks, is the fact that Yeshua is not slacking his word. He said certain signs would happen. Those signs have already come about. Israel has became a country. We will see his return within this generation. Back to you. Oh, it's very true. We are in the last days. We are in the end times. And and like I said earlier, Pastor Dan, the most important prophetic marker uh, that we're watching for is the division of the land of Israel and the establishment of a Palestinian state. That's why instead of the church going to sleep, we need to be aware of this week leading up to the inauguration. We've got to be watching because they may actually try to go to the U.N. And, and, and pass another resolution, potentially even establishing a Palestinian state. And then every other prophecy that I know of, what's coming to America, what's coming to this world, could happen while Donald Trump's in office. So that's why it's such a critical time. And then, of course, the inauguration we haven't even talked about today, January 20th, the radical left wants to turn that into one of the biggest riots that we've ever seen. They want to, you know, they want to protest, blockades. There are, there are all kinds of organizations are going to be in D.C. trying to disrupt the inauguration. So all kinds of things are happening. People, it's not a time to go to sleep. People need to be awake and more vigilant than ever before. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've run out of time again. It always goes fast when you're on. I do appreciate it. And uh, uh, I sure hope folks uh, get to your uh, blogs where they can even sign up for the uh, emails and things. Tell them where your blog's at, and then i got to say goodbye, please. Yeah. Uh, if, if people can see my work at the economic collapse blog.com, the most important news.com uh, on YouTube. If you type in Michael and Miranda Snyder, you can pull up our videos. But then also tonight, t uh, today, and tomorrow as well, I'm a guest on the Jim Baker Show. So if you just go to your cable network or you know do a search on, on cable and pull up the Jim Baker Show, I'm a guest today and tomorrow on the Jim Baker Show. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Well, uh, thanks for being on, and, and uh, we'll tune in. All right. Be blessed. Thanks, Michael. We'll see you. Thank you, Pastor Dan. All right. Be blessed. Well, folks, I was Michael Snyder. Uh, check him out. You know, he's a good person, and, and, you know, he's doing a lot of work. He's doing a lot of running around to talking to different people, and like you say, he's on the Baker Show. Um, tune in and, and see what's going on. Remember, though, test everything, all things. We're not supposed to live in a spirit of fear, but that of a sound mind, that's what we're supposed to have and not work in a spirit of fear. Don't, these things that you hear, you should be rejoicing over because Yeshua is just down the road. 
pray about supporting Wichita Mission Church. We really do need your help. Um, pray about a donation tonight. Also, for airtime, if you're blessed by these programs, I can't see why you wouldn't um, help to keep them on the air because we sell nothing here, and I got to go. But don't rem- we must remember there is only one God. He is your father. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His son is Yeshua HaMashiach. He gave his life for, his, for repented sins, and he rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Remember, always, always, always be a blessing to others. How can you be saved if you're not a blessing to others? Lord our God, Father, King of the universe, asking Yeshua HaMashiach's name, that, Father, that you would bless and keep them, and that your face would shine upon them, and that you would be gracious to them, and you would give them peace like no one or nothing else can. Until next Thursday, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. Just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for the Messiah's Branch. and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time, I'd like to suggest Lumana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and
and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com. N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Captured by a simulator will join us roughly in an hour. 
uh, and then so we have our special. Oh, I'm sorry. I believe Adam Bergson was there because I know I heard him giggle. He Adam is here. And he Fantastic. Now, whether or not we have Philip F. Honig on the on on the uh, line with us is really up to Francis because it's his sandbox. Francis, do we have Mr. Honig on the on the radio? Well, that's a little. How are you doing, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Romania oh, oh, is here. <laughs> by the way, yeah, Andrea, Andrea is calling us from Romania, and so far. The Syrians have not attacked Romania. No, thank God. <laughs> yeah, they say, I mean, it, it, think about this. It. It's, it's another day above ground, and the Syrians have not attacked Romania. Watch so the Pleiadians, too. Oh, I, I, thank you for that. I'd almost forgotten. I said Syrians, so we'll keep you reminded about the Pleiadians. That's, that's what we, that, we do appreciate that. And just a minute ago, I learned that on the first day of Donald Trump, uh, excuse me, on the first day of Donald Trump's ascension to the throne. He will be a whole bunch of sevens. He'll be even seven days old. He'll be seven years, seventy day. All that all those sevens that they talk about in the Bible. That will be his first day in office. Better than sixes. Well and that's you know, but hey it's two thousand seventeen and it's a prime number <laughs> and we should keep that in mind. And we should definitely keep that in mind. And uh and Philip if you're out there if you can hear us, you know, you just uh, should I give Frank the number Matter of fact, Philip, and he's my, I'll give the whole world the number. This guy is so strange. If you happen to have an old uh, pipe organ somewhere in the basement or down in the dungeon, you call this number. Frank, just call this number. We'll get him on the air. 319-528-63339. That's two threes. 6339. Too many threes is too much. And that's, that's this organ maker from Iowa, trained in the darkest dungeons in Germany. I mean, he's been in parts of organs that you and I've read about but never seen. He's been fondling these organs. I mean, this is this is criminal. I mean, this is you'd want to talk about a pervert. I mean, this man is a definite pervert. And that's why we invited him on the show. <laughs> the fact that he's not here, I mean <laughs> So uh, maybe they took him captive. No, I hadn't even thought of that. I'm glad I'm a prevert. That's better than a pervert. Yeah, you know. (laughs) (laughs) We supply a preview first. Well, uh, (laughs) hey, by the way, Bindi haven't been able to capture. Philip on the air yet, and I haven't even given thanks to uh, Five for Fighting, who opened open up with our song, What Kind of World Do You Want? But I would like to know how the sales of Organic Sulfur Book are doing on Amazon and Facebook. I mean, you know, we, I, I try to read the business news, I can't find anything about it. Mm. Andrea? You tried to, excuse me, what? I've tried to, I've tried to Follow the mirror, the media, 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 meteorite. What is it when a meteor crashes? When you send a meteor back into the sky, it's called a meteorite rise. Uh, these are tough words. I'm sorry. And these are my teeth. Um, so, but I haven't been able to, I haven't found it on the New York Times bestseller list yet. Yes, uh, it's not on Amazon yet. No. Uh, no, it will be soon. 
Did we you will have, announce. Excellent. Did you get a contact uh, from uh, Owen? By the way, don't ask um, that, uh, that that Osmond girl to do anything about it because she doesn't want to perform at the Trump thing. So we won't go there. Um, you know, this is just for those people who have just joined us and being we can't find this stupid organ maker guy. He's really a nice guy, but you know, we have to give him a bad name because his ex-wife hates him, his kids hate him, everybody hates him except the people who own the organs that are out of tune. They like him. If their organs are out of tune, they call this man. Okay, so in the meantime, you know, the, Andrea has translated this book from French into English. And, you know, she speaks how many, do, 92 languages. How many languages do you speak? Oh, come on, Patrick. Oh, geez, I think I should, every time you talk, after you talk, I should rewrite my CV, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's how a CV is, is what people say about you. <laughs> Well, people say a lot about me. <laughs> Doesn't hey, it's, mean, you know? hey, it's all been good. It's all been good. <laughs> <laughs> Your standard is way too high for me, you know. It's, oh, uh, mine is oh, a bit lower, like five, four or five languages, not all of them fluent, yeah. Well, see, Adam can tell you that I don't even speak Antarian. I don't even speak English. <laughs> I, I heard that you even have trouble with English. I do. I have. I have definite troubles with English. You know, it, 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 I know it's my first language, but I have definite trouble with. It. By the way, if anybody has seen Michael Cesarian cruising around the universe, we want to know where he is. It's like a new Where's Waldo. Where is Michael Cesarian? Where is he? I, I just had to throw that in. Philip, <laughs> Philip Honig, Phil, Philip, Philip, yeah. I'm here. Oh my goodness. Ah. He has arrived. Did you, do, you, do you have a special dispensation from the president of the LDS Church to be here? Uh, according to you, yes. Now, <laughs> now, Frank, I've created an echo. I didn't mean to create an echo. You, we, did we call you on the phone, or are you Skyping with us? I'm Skyping with you. Well, you need to turn up the gain on your microphone because the left pedal on your organ isn't sounding very good. <laughs> now, I can't remember, well, he's adjusting his, his, his vocal uh, apparatus. I can't really remember how we, we, he and I met, but we did have come to the conclusion that we are brothers from different mothers. Can you hear me now? Not very well. <laughs> you can hear me now. I, you know, I'm I'm from the man from the horizon. Oh my! Oh, hey, you know, if if you're you may just want to check the volume on your on your computer thing where it says controls mic volume. That may be may be what we're looking at. But in the meantime, let us spread some more lies about you. Um, you know, every place in the world that has an organ. Oh, what is this? I've got the echo back. <laughs> That's Verizon. I hope they don't buy uh, Yahoo like they plan to. Well, you know, the, the way that we can really convince them not to is tell the people who own Yahoo, but well, look, don't sell. We're sorry to use the funny name and all that stuff, but if we start using your browser, will you stay in business? <laughs> I mean, if, if Trump can keep the 
us from building a new GM plant in Mexico, we can get Yahoo from going south or even to the Orient. Oh my God, you know, because when in, in China they say Yahoo, Yahoo, it's very strange to hear them say Yahoo, and they say Yahoo. Can you stop all the Volkswagen plants down there? Um, the ones know, that make the, uh, you ever see the ones that are, you can see through, they're making like trellises all around? Well, the, uh, why would you waste money on sheet metal? You know, it's hot. <laughs> then you want to put air, con- air conditioning in the cars. You pretty have soon, there. yeah, pretty soon the cars will be. That's clean. air conditioning, the air blows through. It really is, yeah. You, there's, no, there's no window or nothing like that. Yeah, it's, it gets really nasty in the monsoon season, but that's, you know, you can always bail the car out. Um, I think, you know, the, the Volkswagen, the Beetle, is actually the first attack of robots on man. When, when the Germans first produced the VW car for the masses, yep. it was so the VW car could eat the masses. So I, actually, I actually prayed for one, and then I prayed for it to go away after I had it a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, okay, so, hey, being that we have the the, uh, the infamous wizard of uh, organs from Iowa on the phone, we haven't let him say a word. I mean, I've, I've built this guy up so much, you know. Uh, P.T. Barnum did call Philip. He said, I want to listen to this guy. We're in Oregon. Uh, he was dead. He's been dead oh. for a long time. Philip, 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 Philip. I think we lost him again. That means we can spread lies about him. <laughs> you know, uh, the I really don't know how we met. Someone someone actually told him, or, or somehow he got sulfur and put him into his system. And, um, you know, in the world of frequencies, he now knows that 432, that's not right, two, yeah, 432 is A, and he's been tuning all these organs around the world to 440. Which is a Goering thing. So it's a, it's a, a Goering. He was the head of the, the the orchestra people. So he said, "Let's change it to four forty. So the Wagner sounds good. Yeah. Who's yes? Who's knocking? Yes, yes. Is this is this the shark from uh, Saturday Night Live? Yes, Candy Graham. Candy Graham. What? Who is this? Can you hear me now? Yes. Better than before. Yes. Thank you, sir. Thank you for thank you for for. I mean, you know, it's late. In Iowa. Hey, I have I haven't used Skype for a year. I'm just relearning. Hey, you know Donald Trump will be seventy years, seven months, seven days, and seven minutes. I guess or seven seconds. On the twentieth. On the twenty-first. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. Let's not get too coincidental about the numerology <laughs> stuff. You know, look, hey, you know you. You can, Cruton Ramon says you can do math, you can use math to say anything if you use the right algorithm for your statistics. But you can get, it'll say anything you want it to say. But this is important now that Philip's on the air and we can, you know, we can get back to his organ stuff and all of the humorous stories he promised to tell us. Um, Robert F. Kennedy has been asked to head a vaccine safety board. Has anybody heard this? Mm-mm. And, and, it was, yes. and it was Donald Trump that asked him to do it. Really? Yes. And, you know, and, and I, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, you know, this really is an insidious plot to get rid of vaccines. 
Huh. That is interesting. And, and Tom Price. Tom Price. If we're going to have echoes, let's have dramatic echoes. Tom Price, <laughs> who's a Georgia, Georgia born and Georgia trained uh, uh, osteopathic surgeon. And this man cuts into people, takes their parts off, and puts them back on and that stuff. And he doesn't like vaccines either. So, I mean, this, I, I, yes, this is good news. I'm looking at it right on the internet. Anti vaxxer Robert Kennedy Jr. Oh, won't be Trump's vaccine czar. So, uh, something's been decided. No, no, no. He's going to head up a study on vaccine safety. Okay, but they were going to they uh, they they say that he was asked oh, to lead the commission. Okay. Well, that's you know, good. That's really now, good. That's yeah. great news. Well, see, but now we need to encourage him to follow up on that. Yeah. Be- yeah, because you know the vaccines that sort of end our lives with cancer pollute the water that he's the water keeper of. You put enough dead cancerous people in the ground, and all of a sudden the water will have cancer. Yeah, didn't he save the Hudson or something like that? I seem to remember. Um, uh, yeah, I know it wasn't Christopher Columbus, so it could have been Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Or Henry Hudson, for that matter. By the way, I lived in Boston, and the thing there was that uh, – uh, someone caught an undersized fish, and the fish looked at him and said, please, please don't throw me back in that water. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the the thing that's interesting about the East River and the Hudson River is they found so many undigested capsules in the river. Yikes. Capsules that had gone all the way through the gastrointestinal system and ex- executed that from that little roseola spot on the backside of people. As and, a colonic therapist, I've seen that. That's true. Yes. Well, I, I, told, I told Philip that you have gone deepest into the, into the colonic nature. I mean, you're, you're worse than he is when it comes to organs. I mean, they had to pull him out of a colonic once. I mean, Philip. I mean, I, we've got videos of this. Pull, they've got him by both legs, and they're pulling him out. You shouldn't have dropped your watch, Adam. When I was a super duper pooper scooper, our motto was: "A fart is the cry of an imprisoned turd." <laughs> hey, you know, Mister Hanky. <laughs> and and my and my second wife, the mother of my children, didn't agree with that. That was the case. Hmm. But she had brothers. You know, you see, the brothers don't know that. They just think it's a fart. <laughs> hey, does, does Adam know Mr. Hanky? Which Hanky? Mr. Hanky from South Park, the Christmas turd. <laughs> I don't think so. And now all of a sudden your, your volume has gone... You may have backed away from your microphone hearing a lightning bolt, but uh, you, your volume has gone sort of negative on us. I mean, if if this sort of volume was in the LDS temple, they was, someone would cry out, Where's Philip? Huh. Am I too soft yet? You're That's very better. soft. You're well, better, better. But, you're, but you're soft, yes. Okay. Well, I got my mouth right next to the microphone. Oh, you know, that's Julie London used to do the same thing. I loved it when she did it. <laughs> now, 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 Patrick. Blossom Deary, cry me a river, I'll cry a river over you. Women um, will be writing them now. <laughs> yeah, so, but think about this. This is a man who, didn't you grow up in Pennsylvania? Is that where you grew up? 
No, I worked there only for three years. I am okay. an Iowan. I'm from the national co- country, the independent country state of Iowa. Okay. Did you ever know, um, um, oh, come on, uh, Lee Allen? Did you ever know a man by the name of Lee Allen? He used to make fake eyes for people. <laughs> no. I the, the house The house that I owned in Pennsylvania, the owner... Son poked his eyes out with with, with tablespoons. Yikes! Yeah, you know, he wanted to know what it was like to be blind. That. <laughs> um, the well, Lee Allen wrote a book called "The Hole in My Vision." He was an artist, and he made eyes for people, and all of a sudden he couldn't see their faces anymore because he had a hole in his vision. Hmm. Okay. And he drew and he drew pictures of this hole in his vision. Being he was ninety six and I was just an old friend, he didn't really listen to me, so he didn't take sulfur and the foolish man died. I mean that's see, that's what you can expect from this independent state of Iowa. If they don't take sulfur, they're just gonna die. I believe that. I believe that. But I've got I've got my good brother Chance McFadden on it, my good brother John Finn and my good brother uh, Ronnie Barnes on it, and they're all having great, great results. How is it that you called me? Do you remember? I called you around the 3rd or 4th of December, and I called you Patrick. Well, I, 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 yeah, I really do, but I mean, you know, someone <laughs> someone actually, some, some, girl, some girl whispered in your ear, organic sulfur. That's you know, right. Someone, someone mentioned to you organic sulfur, and and I, no, that, I was that surprised. Was, that was that was Miss Zania. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. Zania and Michael. No, Zania yeah. and TJ. And TJ, and, and there are you know we have a whole bunch of TJs in the study. It's remarkable how often they'll use the letters TJ instead of you know Tom Thomas Jackariah or you know Theodosius uh, Jambariah you know or. Some of those no, names. Jambalaya, Jambalaya. Yes, yes, see all those. Um, so, what you know, what's what's interesting to me, and, and being that you're new to us, and, and we haven't even given you a chance to say anything. Um, That's true. We've been we've been discussing the frequencies of life for, oh, you know, Adam's. How long have you been on the show, Adam? I mean, I know you don't keep track, so you don't know. But how long have you been on the show? Well over a year. Mm. Well over a year. You know, it's really been like three years. I mean, time been, flies. Yeah, wow. time flies when you're having fun. It does. And, you know, wow. the, as a matter of fact, we're going to be coming up in a couple of minutes to our first break. We can give chance, France, uh, Francis a chance to feed the chickens. Um, but, you know, we're here for an hour and a half more. And if you, if you want, during the break, you can call your friends and tell them to listen in because we haven't even scratched the surface. I mean, we've got we've I am. the vaccines. We haven't given uh, Andrea a chance to say much, but she's there. And that's, you know, everybody needs to be somewhere. That's a that's a segue into something. So pick up the ball, somebody, please. <laughs> I will follow you wherever you are. All right, but I thought, you know, the one we... I'm not is, with you, Goldberg. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll you. have to do tonight. And Jeanette McDonald <laughs> stays back. Two, I'm going to do that part. Turn to the A32. I can sing tonight. By the way, uh, the um, 
And, and Sal is busy. He's taking care of a, of a serious actor who wants some serious violin playing. Um, he's the real star. Uh, 432 is A. Now, right. I don't know that because I've been there, but I've been told that by people who I trust. And now that you've had a chance to retune your, your, you know, your guitar, by the way, and Dr. Stump will not be able to be with us because he has a cold and he doesn't want to infect anybody. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Well, you know, they haven't. Have you had your Skype checked out for antiviral stuff? I don't know. I a friend of mine, another guitar player, installed some some kind of antivirus wear. But like I said, I haven't been on Skype probably in six months with my my good doctor friend in Switzerland. Yes. And uh, he's not. Thank God he's not an MD. He's an veterinarian. (laughs) Well, you know, there's a. Dr. Jeffrey Broderick is a veterinarian in uh, upstate New York. Um, he's on Wall Street, but he's not, you know, in New York City. And he's, he's, a, he's a robust man. He's a hands, handsome man. He told me so. And he has a full head of hair, and it's white. And I told him, I'm sorry, it's going to go back to being whatever it was before. He gives the sulfur to the owners of the dogs, so the owners of the dogs will pay his bills. Oh, okay. Well, that was one of the questions my good, good and best friend brother... Chance McFadden down at Fort Madison Guitars asked me, can I give this to my dogs? And I said, well, I, I asked play, Patrick. Did, I, I my question is, do they play guitar? What's that? Do the dogs play guitar? I don't know. You, I'll, you, I'll have to ask Chance if his dogs play guitar. Yeah, uh, but dogs have been very instrumental in the study because there are some of us who care more about animals who cannot speak than we do about Humans who speak too much. <laughs> I agree there. And you know, and so I mean, we've had dogs that were dead. The vets have you know want to dig the hole, and you know, five years later, the dog finally dies, and the <laughs> and the people know why the dog was alive. Some crazy person gave the dog sulfur. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even as crazy as a, as an organ maker in the land of Nod. I mean, come on, please. Didn't your father tell you you could make more money down at the tin shop? <laughs> yes, he, he told me that a number of times. When are you going to go out and get a real job? <laughs> well, and, it's, and, you know, it's, it's my, too bad that we my, all my have to think we have a real job. Problem. When we have a real job, that's breathing. That's our primary job. Adam, would you agree or disagree? Yes, breathing okay. is the number one job. Even my it, Swami friend told me that. Yeah, I mean, if you stop breathing, you die. <laughs> and really? Or, or you can go into the occult and come back and you know and become voodoo people. But we, you know, we don't. We, we we deal with we like UFOs and aliens, but the people who do the dark arts scare the crap out of us. <laughs> so we don't go there. We don't have to go there. So the. Uh, the frequencies of life, let's get back to the serious talk here. The frequencies okay. of life are in, in your business, in organ making, where you're moving air through a column. And that air, somebody stopped doing their rosary, we're on the radio. Um, <laughs> when you're, you know, when you're, you know, when, when that air moves 
to a certain pitch, to a certain, depending on the, you know, the barometric atmosphere and all this stuff and the wood that these crazy people use to make these crazy things with, that's the same thing that keeps us moving are those frequencies. I agree 100%. ever have come up with music? What a ridiculous waste of time. That's the segue. Come on. Oh, by the way, here, never mind. We're going to go into music. <laughs> we'll see everybody in five. Don't go in. If you have to go to the bathroom, call a friend. We'll see you in five. Thank you.
since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
welcome back. The song says, I will love you till I die. And that's really the theme of our show. We're all into that love and gushy crap, you know. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I don't think our guests can uh, can, attribute, can answer this question. If there are 9 million bicycles in Beijing, how many organs are there in the world? Not enough. Now you've drifted, you've drifted away from the microphone. Make love to that microphone and I'll let the cat in. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh. Am I any better? Get a little closer. It won't hurt you. We promise. We will not send electricity through the microphone. We will not harm you that way. <laughs> you know, we don't have the Russians to it, but we're not, we're, not that, we're, not, we're not that way, you know. We treat people with love. We just heap heaping coals of love on their head, and they just get so wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this uh, 9 million Bicycles in Beijing, that's a fact we can't deny, but we will love you till I die. So, you know, but we, do we really have any need for pipe organs, Philip? I mean, come on, aren't you, aren't you an anachronism? Come on, Did we lose him? I mean, I just insulted the man and we didn't even have him on the air. That's all horrible. Philip, I'm going to call you on the telephone. Yep. Pardon? I said, do you want me to call you on the telephone to get a better audio link? I, I No, but if we can get Frank to call you on your phone number, that would work. If you call yeah, okay. 1-800-932-1980, which is our call-in line, they may accept your passport. <laughs> I'm, you know, the, the, somehow we've gotten on Skype, but I really, I don't... I don't have the faintest idea how Skype works. I really don't. I'm afraid to touch this computer because I'm afraid it'll, it'll go up in smoke. Um, but Frank's our, our producer, and he's very, very knowledgeable. So if he were to call 319-528-6339, that's your phone, and you could yeah, answer that right. phone, and you could say, hi, Frank, and he'd say, okay, I'll put you on. And, uh, and, but you'll first run into someone saying, well, we will connect you with the, all the, the producers and all the, you know, the engineers and all those people. Uh, but, but uh, you know, we've got a little bit more time so we can actually get you on the air and ex- have you explain yourself. Are you an anachronism or not? Okay. What number okay. am I to call? Pardon? Is he going to call me or should I call him? I'll give him a call. He's, uh, he's out, if he's out feeding the chickens, he won't respond. <laughs> okay. What's the number? Um, 1-800-932-1980. Nineteen eighty. And it may be the only thing about nineteen eighty that I can remember that's really good. The fact that we use that phone number. So eight hundred nine three two nineteen eighty. And we will carry on until you join us again with a more vibrant because this man has a wonderful voice. I mean he's been listening to all the organs of the world. His voice is grand. So you carry on and we'll, we'll carry on and we'll join you in two. Looking forward to it. Come back. <laughs> The um, here, here's you know here, here's a man who's is respected in his field and disrespected in his life. You know the I I serve the same dignity. My children, well, I bribe my daughter, but yes, my other I, children don't talk to me. Uh, this is Philipponic. I'm supposed to be on the show, but I'm having audio problems. Well, we guess what we have we can we have you're on the show and your audio problems have been solved. <laughs> Sorry, it's 319 no, 528 
Philip nine. Philip. 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 Can you hear us? We can hear you. Philip. Now this. Now and you're Adam. Clear. Yeah. The, well, I I don't understand this electronic stuff. I really don't. <laughs> and uh, and so that means that Philip can't hear us. And and, and Frank's just laughing. He's falling off his chair, just laughing at. <laughs> <laughs> The Skype people are laughing too. Well, okay. So if 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 we're if we're if we're delayed in getting our guest on, here's here's the prognostication. Um, the the choices, otherwise the language. I mean, the article you read said anti-vaxxer. No, he's not. He he's vaccinated all of his silly kids. His wife was so vaccinated she committed suicide thanks to the antidepressants. He can't talk very good because of his vaccinations. He has symphonic dysphonia. What a horrible thing for a Kennedy to have. Hmm. You know, I mean, they, they, John Kennedy spoke funny. Robert Kennedy spoke terribly clearly, too clearly. That's why it got him killed. Um, and then Ted Kennedy got caught speaking too clearly. And, uh, you know, and, and then here's Robert Kennedy, who really seems like he's a very nice guy. You know, he just seems like a, I don't know him personally or anything, but he just sort of seems like a nice guy. Lost his wife, he still seems like a nice guy. And and he thinks that because of all the evil of of Daddy Joe <laughs> Granddaddy Joe, he has to he has to, you know, to defend the the downtrodden because you know, Grandpa Joe got everybody drunk. Are you there, Philip? Philip Philip. I can I can I can hear some recording this is NSA recording our show. I love that. A lot of you don't have to. So um, that way we don't have to write them nasty letters. Well, <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, Andrea, have you looked up Andrew Molden? Um, I don't remember if I've done it lately. Okay, well, I, I think I saw to. something. Yeah. He was, you know, he was sort of a, a roly-poly-faced PhD MD in Canada, funny place. Um, and the uh, he went to Florida to see about opening up a practice because there are certain things you can't do in Canada that you can do in the United States. And but he published that every vaccine causes neurological damage. And, and we've been observing that over the last 18 years now. And every person who's called us with any form of cancer, guess what? They have been vaccinated. Now is that a coincidence? Adam, does that fit into your coincidence cascade? I think that is just a direct consequence. <laughs> I heard yeah. the same thing said about uh, said from uh, a doctor. I don't remember his name. He has a YouTube video where he's talking about that and uh, autoimmune uh, diseases uh -huh. uh, induced by vaccines. And he said that uh, for in his experience of 35 years with people having cancers and other uh, stuff, um, he has seen that every time someone, an American, or uh, someone who wants to immigrate to America has a vaccine shot, uh, you know, when you go out to some countries, you need a vaccine shot because otherwise they won't let you in, for instance, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, yeah. go to the yeah. jungle or whatever, yeah. So yeah. when the, the Americans come back and they do their tests, they have cancer or, I don't know, other stuff. And he said that the most serious um, types of cancer are 
the brain ones. And in his case, uh, brain cancer did not cure. He he hasn't seen a brain cancer cured. Well, we we have. Uh, you know, we got three kids in Brzezinski's uh, little study in Houston. They don't know they're on sulfur. Um, and we have, you know, we have seniors who were taking too much vitamin D3. If you do that, I think that's sort of silly, but it's up to you. Uh, and the lesions go in the brain. You know, Lance Armstrong had a form of testicular cancer, which caused multiple lesions in his brain. And they treated it somehow and made it go away. Well, the sulfur does the same thing. You we're dealing with inflammation. We're dealing with with water that's extracellular instead of being intracellular. We have a you know, condition of inflammation. And we have a condition, a condition of inflammation, consider the Florida Everglades, consider the uh, parts of Louisiana that are always covered in water. It's always, in, you know, it's in, inflammation. How the trees grow up out of it, you don't have to ask the trees. But everything else pretty suffers from this, you know, this stagnant, this scurvy, you know, is it okay to return scurvy to the language, Adam? I think so. Yeah, and then yellow fat. I mean, Adam, Adam's an, an Antarian, so you know he doesn't. We don't have to listen to him, but he discusses yellow fat, and you know, and now I'm remembering all of these examples of yellow fat that I photographed inside people's bodies. Ooh, the dreaded lipofuscin. Didn't, didn't he run for governor of New York once? <laughs> I think I remember him. So evidently, we've, we've lost our star guest. And <laughs> John, so, um, the, you know, as far as you yourself, Andrea, because I know you wear glasses and you're myopic because you and I have Skyped together. And yeah. what's, happened with, what's happened with your vision? Um, well, I, I, I haven't used maybe sulfur enough to see huge improvements, but after just a few minutes of taking sulfur from you, yeah. I, I had something happening to my eyes. I had my vision clearer. Not, I, not just clarity of mind, but I, something happened to my vision. It's like I, I was seeing better. I cannot explain that idea of better. But because I didn't cure my um, my eye problem, but something happened uh-huh. to my eyes. Like I did, I used I used to have you know the uh, red eyes because you're looking too much on the computer. You, yeah, you you stop blinking when you're looking at the computer. All you do is have someone videotape you, and you don't blink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Uh, I, I, I had a nick. I had a nickname about that, by the way. I can't. I can't find the word in English, but um, it was funny. Um, yeah. So after uh, starting to take sulfur, something I did see things clearly, more okay. clear. Yeah. We call that oxygen. You were getting oxygen. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had the sensation like like that because oxygen was getting into my brain. I, I had different. Uh, symptoms of oxygen getting to my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have your prescription change radically, but you you will notice that your prescription needs to be changed because your eyes will become shorter. You have a you have a long eye syndrome. I hate to tell you that. Yeah. I mean, you're a nice girl and all that stuff. But you know, but as 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 you as you stop squinting, and you allow your eyes just to relax, they actually shorten. They're no longer being Squoze in like a pimple on your nose with your eyelids. 
Every time you squint, it's 60 milligrams of mercury that's pressure against your poor little optic nerve. Don't do that. Nasty caca. Well, the, uh, the, uh, I was a minus six. Now I'm a minus 350. That's two and a half diopters. Well, and I'm the, minus uh, three and something, yeah. Yeah, and you know, and I, if I would have done the math, I would have been able to tell that from your glasses from our Skype interview, but I didn't do it. I didn't, I didn't think I should intrude in your, in your personal space that much. I mean, how vicious. <laughs> you know, go around telling people, I'm a whole refractive error. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know her refractive man. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a while. It took me 22 years to get my, so I don't need glasses. <laughs> well, the, were you farsighted or nearsighted? Uh, nearsighted. I couldn't read okay. the newspaper, and one day it just decided I did certain things for it. Pistachios in the morning, yeah, sunflower yeah. seeds in the middle of the day, carrots at night, and after a certain amount of time, 22 years, it clicked. Yeah. I can read I now. Didn't get a, yeah, I didn't get a chance to ask Ben, who's our Iranian sulfur salesman in Utah uh, at the tobacco store. Uh, the fellow who evidently established the Iranian nation uh, from the old nation of, of Persia died. Did you hear anything about that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the Persians are maybe the oldest recognizable culture on the planet. Uh, you know, you look you look at Chinese culture and Persian culture; there's there's similar, but they're so separate. But yeah. as a continuous culture, the Persians are probably still at the same game. The Chinese keep changing depending on who becomes the emperor. Mm-hmm. And you know, and the Persians keep plodding along on the same course. It seems to me. Uh, you know, the recent times with all these Homeinis, I mean, you get too many Homeinis, you're going to have a whole bunch of Yahoos and Yahoos and Homeinis and Yahoos and Homeinis, and then we have killing and drum blood and oh, how ugly. So, uh, as the our opening song says, I you know, saw a little boy who didn't want to fight. And, and, and Sulphur will make us all the little boys just want to love. Now, now this is where we need Philip because this is you know this guy, this guy has been messing with all of these organs and all of these various churches around. I mean, this is a pervert. This man is perverted. I mean, we want him to be able to defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh. I talked to a, a chiropractor, and his son's in California, and they have a, a new grandchild, three years old, and they're thinking about moving out of the state of California because they don't really want to sacrifice their son to the vaccinations, which will enable California to continue offering the worst education in the world. Who is here? Who is here with us? Who's with us? Well, Oregon man. All right. Ah. Hey, we, th- we threw the rope over twice. Did you get the rope? I grabbed onto it for dear life for the next hour. Fantastic. All right, fantastic. So we've been casting aspersions about you. Now, why, can you explain why you, a man of great intelligence and learning, would be in an anachronism? Why would you tend to these poor air-breathing machines of sound? My, well, I do it because they're the voice of God, the actual voice of God. 
I was, I was, uh, that would have been nice an hour ago, but it's nice now. And, you know, and I think that's really true. You know, uh, whether it's the Bible or the Quran or something, you know, we are, we are told to make joyful noises unto the Lord. It doesn't yeah, matter. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Who, it doesn't matter if it's Polynesians or Africans or, or even Republicans from Pennsylvania. You know, it, they're told to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. That doesn't mean, and, and that's not the fart part. Tom Paine may have been right. He said that prophet meant musician. And it was yeah. translated as prophet instead of musician because then there's one part in the Bible, someone will have to find the place, where a troop of prophets came along. Meaning, yeah. how do you have a troop? Of, don't you? <laughs> well, it, I saw the movie, it was called uh, uh, Robin Hood, uh, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> I know it well. Pardon? I know the movie well. Yes. Yes, I mean it's 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 a, it's a remarkably accurate movie. I think it's a wonderful movie. Um, the I, I hate to cast aspersions on the Catholic Church, but they've been around long enough that they should be able to handle it, right? Well, don't get me started about them, folks. Well, hey, I'm trying to keep it quiet from the church that you are a Catholic because I'm afraid they won't let you in the ca tabernacle anymore. Hey, <laughs> hey, you said you called President Watchmanjigger yesterday, and he's... Martin, I said, Martin, hey, you know, you're running this Catholic into the organ? Of, into the organ? Please, <laughs> please, oh, please, President Martin. Um, you you mentioned, you, you told a story about a, a fine, fine fellow, a, a Baptist preacher, and, and well, you I tried to tell him about it being a sucker, and he ran into the I hope either. the NSA doesn't arrest this man because of the story, but if you would continue the story, we'll be quiet. Okay, well, he is in the same class as me, as my friend Mr. Chance, and we, we all take the class with Zania, and that's how we got introduced to Sulphur. And I... I don't wait on things when I get. I don't. I just don't wait on things. I I, I had to call Patrick right away and announce myself to the world that I, I wanted sulfur because I was going to have two serious oper operations and I wanted minimum healing. Well, anyway, I was I was at this man's house um, yesterday. I won't say who he is to protect his identity and his yes, yes. his vitality and everything else and. And we were talking, and he, he says, um, how do I listen to that, that radio program about sulfur tomorrow night? And I said, well, you go to American Voice Radio Network. And he says, I, I got it here. He says, um, and no, no, it doesn't say anything about sulfur. And I said, well, I said, search around, and you'll find it. And he says, well, I'm going to type it into my, into my browser. He says, oh, my God, Phil. Oh, my God, Phil. There's naked women all over my picture here on my screen. <laughs> he says, what am I going to do? This is, this, this is a setup. This, you're getting scammed. This isn't about sulfur. This, this is a porn site. <laughs> and he says, I'm a minister. I've got to get this off my computer. What do I do? Oh, pardon me, Phil. I typed the wrong word in. I typed not or. Listening and respect the fact that we didn't use his name, but you know the um, the only pornography that exists in, is in the mind of the woman observing the man watching the pornography. Okay. Because well, and, and anyway, I, I do 
I do love well, the well, very I'll never know. We'll see you in five. <laughs> <laughs> China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. where your next meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time, I'd like to suggest Lumana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com. N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com.
plus one. And if it sounds like we don't have the faintest idea what we're doing, we don't. But that's okay. That's because okay. we have really qualified people on the air with us who know less than we do or more than we do. And we'll ascertain that in the next hour. You have now entered the twilight zone. Our special guest this evening is Philip F. Koenig. F. for Francis. Uh, he is the master rebuilder of old machines that made noise noises unto God for a long time, but he's still a pervert. His family knows that. Everybody, everybody in the in the world of non-organs knows that he's just a radical. He's just a we we have to we have to duct tape him in a chair to keep him. I mean, we can't take him anywhere. Now with that, Philip, you're. <laughs> you want to say hi? Hello, <laughs> folks around the world. <laughs> I hope this doesn't hurt the receipts of your business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, um, they did, a uh, uh, Catholic periodical did, did, did a thing on me a few years ago, and they said, where did you learn this? And I said, God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. I've never had, had, had a minute of training in my life. I did go to a shop in Pennsylvania where I learned that if you don't watch what you do, you can soon go bankrupt in this business. Now, what exactly do you do? Excuse me. I build and restore pipe organs, pianos, reed organs, harpsichords, accordions, guitars, violins. Wow. And the list goes on. Wow, that's impressive. And no training. Mm. And no training. Absolutely no training. What I do, well, like yesterday, I'll, I'll give you a quick example. We were moving a car and on a trailer that my son and I just rebuilt, but there wasn't a, a pivot point to bring the car up. And then the line snapped, and luckily nobody was near that line when it snapped because it could have yeah. killed quite easily. And I said, well, get a log chain and put on that car. And then I had a vision of the movie, The Ten Commandments, and right. I saw the... Israelite slaves rolling those heavy stones on logs, and I looked over, and there was a pile of freshly cut firewood. So I went, <laughs> I went and got a log, and we got that car up in no time flat. Love and that's it. how I go into a church. I don't know anything about the organ I'm about to see. I just stand there in minutes. I just know what to do. I just know what to do. Um, I'm about ready to sign a contract to build my first United States organ. I have new, four new organs in Tokyo, but I have never built one in the United States, so we're getting ready to sign, as I told Patrick last night. It's already built. I don't need yeah. schematic diagrams. It's already built. I just need this, them to sign the contract, and in nine months from now, a new baby will be delivered to the world. Excellent. Wow. Now, the, uh, do you walk like an Egyptian? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Oh, that's right. And I have to bring this up because Philip's doctor brought it up. He has a hump on his back, and I accuse him of him trying to zero in on uh, Marty Feldman's business you know, from Ron Frankenstein. Um, but the the interesting thing about it is this accumulation of uh, you know crap of 70 years of digging your way into the deepest, darkest, dankest parts of organs um, you know, and, and some of those girls don't wash. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> you, 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 you'll still be able to make that hump go away. 
you know, it's 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 uh, it's scar tissue. And you know, and, and as you learn how to really walk like an Egyptian and stand like a Persian officer or a Persian officer, excuse me, Persian officer, Persians never stood very well, that well. Um, so you know, it's the it's been my it's been it's my my blessing. You talk about that. I don't have to fix you know uh, stuff from God. I just listen to these people, and I hear what God's saying in their voice. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the and, and I and I surprise people when I, when I remind them the one they didn't have any brothers and sisters, and they really didn't like anybody who was around them anyway. I mean, how did you know that? I'm listening to your voice. Yeah, well, that's just just like um, my my brother Chance. He he runs an online music store, and I work for him part time as, as a as a consultant on, on musical um, PA systems, and we just, right. we put two in two local Catholic barns here in town, and some of the people got a- very angry with me because I didn't come in with computer equipment <laughs> to measure the, the walls, and and I said, and then they then they brought me these all these this company that competed against us. They brought me right. all these pretty oh it was pink and purple Ooh. and blue and red Ooh. that was the picture that the computer took of the sound going off the walls and Ooh. and i and i said it's a farce i said i will put the speakers where god tells me to put it in the system is just wonderful it's just wonderful. The, key, yeah, the key word is it was a catholic bar wasn't it a catholic barn barn, barn oh i thought bar. it was a bar you know because you know, who how well hey, hey it could be they serve wine every sunday well then that could be it you know because who's going to figure in, in where's the allegory is how was the alleg where's the allegory come on adam where's yeah. the allegory yeah, that's allegory, whatever. Yeah. By, we're, we're, by the way, that's a great story, and I find validation because I studied with a man who could turn on a speakers and actually know exactly how to bounce them off the corners of the room to get just the right sound. So he must play makes billiards. Perfect sense. He, he must play m- billiards. Yeah, <laughs> he could. Well, or his or his name was Bose. Yeah, Bowes could be Mr. Yeah. Billiards, the Bowes man. Did he play billiards? I didn't know that. But possible, he could must be. have if he knows yeah. how, to, how to bounce balls. Yeah, I think certain people are gifted with that type of musical. Uh, uh, what would you call it? Uh, yeah, I don't like genius because genius implies fractured solvent. That's the word I'm looking for. Solvent. Okay. Like well, genius Bach, actually, like you know, genius implies that you've got a problem too, like an yeah. idiot well, most, savant. Most actually, do, believe me, most problems. of them do. Yeah. Yeah. They don't live long. If you're if you're too creative, you die. It's the non-creative people who live a long time. It's a very strange oh, thing. And yours yours then. is coming from a different level. I'm not talking about using your brain. You're using something else. It, it appears to me, and I admire it. Well, well, thank you, yeah. thank you. Yeah, he, he's he's um, he's actually listening to the words of Nature Boy, and if you go on YouTube, you can listen to Corky Throwkell sing Nature Boy. He's in our study. He's eighty-five, and you know, and and the refrain of the song is to love and be loved in return, mm-hmm. and. You know, any effort that we that doesn't go down that track is not biologically viable for the human race. And any story that has man beats computer, I love. 
Oh, I love to be computers. <laughs> the, you know, the, uh, a, a computer is a faster way for us to count. And, you know, uh, Kruden Ramon teaches four, five, and six-year-olds algebra. He teaches them polynomials, and he, they can't even spell polynomials. <laughs> they probably can't spell, i got to go to the potty. Yeah, you know, the... Uh, <laughs> I mean, who who taught Mozart what those silly keys were all about? He wasn't trained either. No, he wasn't. He was, uh, at five years old, he was giving concerts to the kings and dukes all over the over too the many, land. Uh, too, many, too many notes. Too many notes. <laughs> I also heard that Bach, if this is a true story, could actually get a piano back in tune by playing it back into tune. Yeah, that's one story I didn't hear. All I know about Bach is he could walk 20 miles, hear a concert, walk 20 miles home, and write the whole dang score. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, where did that come from? Yeah, he's related to Mary Lou Hanna. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> We're all related to Mary Lou Hanna. Well, of course Alex, we are. You, you, yeah. you folks are my cousins. Yeah, exactly. By a very you distant know. grandfather. Hey, my children are Brigham Young's kin. See, we we don't want the Scientologists to get a hold of that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I I saw Brigham one night. He, he revealed himself to me and my children. Mm. I'm not plugging yeah. the Mormon Church. I'm just saying. No, what no, I no. Saw. no. You, what, you're, what you're talking about is that someone crossed the void. Well, I think I crossed the void. Well, no, I, I, you're still here, and he, he came. Yeah, come on, now think about it. You know, consider the timeline. He's been gone a lot longer than you've been around, so if he came back, he came back. You didn't cross over. Okay. Well, I mean, that's, we, on, that's on the so third page of your owner's manual. It says you will not cross over until you are called. The good okay. news is somehow the void was bridged. <laughs> well, we, we were coming home one night on my daughter's birthday when she was seven. She's 27 now. And there's a very, well, I, li I live just 15 minutes away from Nauvoo, where Joseph Smith basically established everything that he ever did. But about oh, 30 miles west of me is where they turned west to go to Salt Lake. And we were coming home that night, and it didn't dawn on me for a lot. Well, it was a few years later I put it all together. My wife, her great-great-grandfather was Brigham's first cousin, so that means their grandfather was a shared person. And I turned to my ex-wife, and I said, do you see what I see? And she says, yeah. And then my five-year-old son, Franz Cosper, jumped up in the back of the car, and he saw the rest of the pioneers pushing the hand carts. Now tell me what's that about. It's we were, we were shown 1842. Yeah. And I tell you, you 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 think that I step on holy ground whenever I get near Mormons. Like, who is this man to where they even gave me the seat reserved for the president of the Mormon Church? I don't. Well, you know, I, I just asked for a nice seat. I didn't expect to get the presidential seat. <laughs> you know, Carl Jung, for all his seeming grounded work, we know him as a psychologist, but if you read in his autobiography, Memories, Dreams, and Reflections, he had a knock on the door one time, an entire army of ghosts stopped to ask directions. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a normal psychologist. Certainly Freud would 
roll over in his grave if he heard that. <laughs> well, you know, my, my, yeah. my take on psychiatrists are they're looking to solve their own problems through other folks. Often, especially the breed now. Back in the day, psychologists were not psychiatrists. They wouldn't let them be psychiatrists. Yeah. But nowadays, they're just drug pushers. Well, oh, see, and, and, well. and I think this is important. Anybody who's listening to the show tonight should remember that if you have an IRA or a 401k, and that 401k or IRA is, is, has money invested in the pharmaceutical industries or the biotech industries, you should probably redirect that IRA or that 401k or that IRS so that you're not doing that because all the pharmaceutical companies are going to go broke this year, this year, not next year or 10 years from now, this year. Yay. Of course they are, and I know why, but I'm not going to say right now. <laughs> well, but I, but I am. Organic sulfur has replaced every single advertised drug anybody's ever seen on any television screen going back to 1953. Okay, can I ask a very, 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 very important <laughs> question? Do you have your passport? Okay, I have a dear friend who is in his 70s. He just suffered mm. a major heart attack and a stroke. He yeah. is one of the most brilliant men in our nation, and I told him I'm bringing them sulfur tomorrow, and he says, is that really going to help me? I said, you're going to be amazed, and I'm hoping that I'm not stretching his hopes at all. No, because what's, you know, Patrick Fanning was on our show before we went looking for a safe harbor, and, and he came on the show and said, how do you like my youthful voice? His voice had become youthful again. He no longer had a hitch in his get-along because he had cleared this old stroke from 2003. Well, th this man knows so much about the interworkings of, of, of governments all over the country that they were, when he was in the Army, the orders came down, we're sending you to a new place. <laughs> it's, it's called <laughs> Vietnam. And we, we'd like you to serve on the front line well, it turned out his uncle was in the Pentagon, and his uncle got word of this and sent him to Germany. Our, my good friend would not be amongst us today with the wealth of knowledge that he left the service with. And I want to keep him around to, to be a teacher of future generations. Excellent. Besides the sulfur, have him listen to today's show on Patrick Timponi with the man who says the heart is not a pump, Dr. Thomas Cowan. It's very interesting. Yeah, I, Patrick was telling me a little about that last night. The capillaries do more work than the heart. Yep, and they have a technique called, um, what's that technique? Vibrant oh, gal? What? E, e what? Oh, good. ECP? E ECP, ECP, I never can get it right, but it's, a, it's basically, it activates the capillaries, and there is actually a case, I wrote a blog on it today on the same, on the same network, there's a case of a man that no blood was reaching his heart, and he was alive, and that's a documented case. That may have so, been my case, because I just went through major heart surgery here six months ago, and doctors are, a dear friend of mine, brought me in he says well you know as dr Obama told you and someone said to me the other day from the anesthesia team and don't you dare ever call him obama and i said oh, okay. I, I said i'm not gonna ever go there but anyway he, he said you know you only got 10 percent chance 
to make it out of this operation because your heart is in that bad a condition. I said, oh, no, it isn't. I said, I'm going to prove to you guys that I'm going to beat you. And, and then Dr. Zarr, the one that actually did the TAVR surgery, came in and started to, to give me the litany of death. And I said, Dr. Zarr, pardon me, but shut up. I have more chance of getting killed in your parking lot today. I said, because, and he said, well, why? Why do you say that? I said, do you know what, what I was doing the morning before I was rushed to the emergency ward at your hospital? And I didn't go for my heart. I thought I was having pneumonia attack because my brother had died five days earlier of pneumonia, and I thought maybe I had con- got something from him, and I was worried about pneumonia. And then they Bad organ, yeah. Yeah, well, any, anyway, he said, well, well, what were you doing the morning before this attack? I said, doctor, do you know what the insane videos are? They are 30-minute high-intensity t- cardio workout. He says, well, of course, I do those every day myself. He said, you were doing that the day before you came to our hospital. <laughs> he says, how did you do it, man? How did you stay alive? I said, willpower, sheer willpower. It wasn't my heart. And then when when they got to the surgery, my heart was only 15% active, meaning only 15% of the blood was getting to my brain, which caused a, another series of problems. But I went into that surgery at 15% two minutes after the tabber was placed into my heart. The doctors went into shock. My heart jumped 20 points in less than two minutes flat. And the next morning, the doctor came down, and he says, we're not not sure. Your numbers are still a little erratic. I said, let me walk. Let (laughs) me walk. They let me walk four minutes, and all my numbers went completely back to normal. That afternoon, the head doctor of the ward came in and said, get off my ward. You're too healthy. Go down to the regular so, hospital. So what you, did, what you did is you played your piano back into tune. Yes, I did. And the next morning, the head doctor of the hospital came in and said, Get the hell out of my hospital. You are too well. And I've been told I am the fastest heart person to ever go in and come out of a surgery and return back to normal. And I did it all less than 48 hours. Wow. And that was so without you know something. why? Yeah. I went instantly to the organ and played songs of thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and that's what heals me is that organ tone the voice of god is always the best healer for me they are the frequencies of life exactly people don't know on new year's eve you know people were out drinking and putting that poison down their system you know where i was i was composing music on the organ I was I was as happy as any of those drunks. Well, I was probably you, happier. Have you tried bottling that? What organ music? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I sent you a CD, but you but you heard my mistake. So oh yeah, this, this is play it on the program. Well, he, here's, here's, here's a guy who's not trained, and he's dyslexic. <clears throat> he, he he gets the middle range of music's confused. No, I don't when know, I'm right? reading, he sent me a wonderful CD, a wonderful CD of music. And, I, and I'm not trained in anything, and I heard the fact that he's dyslexic in the middle range. In you know, fact, he gets, I told he gets you that those story, in the middle range confused. But I guess the middle range doesn't matter, because that's where everybody lives, is in the middle range. And they're all confused. 
the you know the um, I've had more fun laughing about this show before it came on, and we're not laughing as much as I've been laughing. So, you know, it's and Doc Stump's not here for a joke. So oh, someone else has to come up with a joke, and John's not on the show yet. Are you there yet, John? Yes, I am. I've been listening diligently. Oh, fantastic! I, you know, because we I announced that you've been kept captured by Nazis. <laughs> No, no. Hey, that was a subject I was going to bring up, but we ran out of time about the Odessa files and uh, Dr. Michael Vandermeer and yes. Senior Bush. And uh going to pick your minds uh see if we knew anything about it. Yeah, but I'm here, and I'm listening. Go ahead. All right, fantastic. Uh, John, John's our resident pilot, and the person he mentioned is probably the uh, the best example of a 007, except he was just sort of a gold guy. Uh, and his name was Michael. Actually, his name was not Michael Vandermeer, I've learned, but that's her name he went by. And, uh, you know, so Dr. Bradstreet had to shoot himself twice with a 30 out 6. This guy had to hang around and get blown up twice to die. So they first blew his legs off, and that didn't stop him. And then they had to blow his whole office up with everybody in it. And I spoke to the guy who used to go to lunch with him, and he'd, he'd you know, order a, a diet drink and. Dr. Vanderbilt would get up and just chew his butt. <laughs> <laughs> Aspartame. <laughs> yeah. Berate him in public. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know whether to believe this or not, but people from all over the country have been calling me and saying, we're finding you in the Bible all the time. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and this minister said, "Yeah, I, fa- I found the reference about you in the Bible yesterday. You wa- you walk and stand before kings and princesses, and you are to humble yourself to humble them." Oh, what in the heck? I, who do I talk? Who do I talk to? And he says, "Well, you did have the fight with the Pope." Oh, I said, "Yeah, he. Oh, yes, he is the king of the world." In according to this edict of twelve fifteen, so I guess yeah, you're right. I do. Tell us about this fight that you had. Well, remember Pope Paul, this, this John the Second was shot in Vatican Square back in '81, or was it '70 something? Anyway, by by that uh, that uh, that Palestinian guy, and it evidently weakened the whole left side of his body. Well, I took my oldest son Yosef. To Europe, my wife and I, we traveled over there, and I knew I know these German nuns, and I know how to beat the system because I, I can stay there for two dollars a night and get every meal for two dollars, and mm. and I'm right there in Vatican Square, and uh, it was a great place to stay, a lot of fun, and they got me special tickets for the for the Pope's audience, and and then this nun found out I had a baby, and she she actually was swinging her fist making way for me and the baby to get right up to the Pope. And he, he glanced over and gave the baby a special blessing. Well, and then we had to go back in line. And at the end of the thing, I, I had a good conversation with one of the Swiss guards. And and I, I said to him, I said, everybody's out of St. Peter's Square now. But I said, there's a group of people over there. And I see the Pope. He just came back out. What's going on over there? He says, oh, that's all the handicapped people. After everybody clears out, the Pope comes over and has a very special audience and talks and blesses them. So I said to my wife, let's go on, oh, hobnob over there and see if we can hobnob with the Pope. And we, I got right up to him, oh, probably three feet from him, in this, this like,
Knight of Columbus guy wouldn't get out of my way. I asked him, you know, please. I don't know what country he was from. I, I, I wanted to, to have the baby personally blessed by the Pope. And he wouldn't get out of my way, so I went and got a lawn chair, and I stood up on it, and I started to hand the, the, the Pope the baby. And the Pope looked up at me like, what in God's name are you doing, man? And he starts shaking his finger at me. No, no. And I kept saying, yes, yes. And this went on for five minutes. And I said, I finally put my hand up. Okay, you win. And then he cooled off and he blessed the baby. But he wouldn't take the baby. And I found out later, he from a friend of mine that knew the Pope personally, he said, he would have dropped the baby if he had tried to reach up and grab it. So that's what my fight with the Pope. <laughs> uh, did you work on organs over there or some something? Um, actually, that trip, I got, got special privilege to go to the castle in Vienna, and they wouldn't let me play the organ. They let my 17-month-old son play the organ because he was such a cute little guy. We're going to go to a break and we'll see everyone in five. Thank you. Say he wandered very far, very far over land and sea. A little shy and a But very
body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
Welcome back. You are listening to the Self Hour Plus One. It's our last half hour of the evening. It's the 12th of January, 2017, a prime number. Our special guest tonight, on and off, when he could get on and off, has been Philip F. Honig. This is a Germanic name. We, we thought he was a Nazi, but he's not. He's a reassured us that he's not a Nazi. Hey, don't be so sure. Don't be so <laughs> sure. I thought you gave me reassurance you were not. But that's no. okay. I, I, hey, I could have been. I this is my be. son Franz's birthday when you said that, 12th, 12th of January. Did you wish him a happy birthday? or were you Yeah, I embarrassed him online. I said, happy birthday, sonny boy. It's daddy. I love you. <laughs> what, a, what a kind thing to say that you embarrass him so. Oh, I love to embarrass my children. Well, every once in a while you can embarrass yourself and everybody gets to laugh. Yeah, well, uh, I can do that quite easily. Oh, that's right. We we have we left your ex-wife out of the story. Okay, we can we we'll keep her out of the story. That'll work fine. Yeah, that's um, just fine. <laughs> yeah, but no, so in in this last half hour, see, vaccines are going to go away, and if you've got money invested in pharmaceutical companies, you need to get your money out of there. Um, the Donald Trump will make the United States of America great again, in spite of himself, because we're going to make everybody healthy. Agreed. Everybody who adds organic sulfur to their diet. Uh, first of all, if they're in the study, they have to agree not to die. That's their only requirement. They have to continue breathing. They have to keep doing the same thing that this guy has been doing, making bellows that make organs work. It's the breath of life. It's the frequencies of life. Well, you, you know, Patrick, that you can live weeks without food because the body eats itself. You can go only so many days without water, but you can only live a few seconds without oxygen. Unless you're a, a deep sea diver and you like to go underwater for like 28 minutes without oxygen, I don't or like the yogis in India who have been documented for 40 days without oxygen and a British soldier. What was his name again? He learned the techniques actually. Showing that they were uh, noticeable. They would do it there like David Copperfield type of things, except they were validated by the highest forms of the military. The documentation is there if you go back and look at the old British records. And they yeah, were but then, then they, they actually they put the die. body in suspension to where everything was at a, basically a, a snail space. They weren't breathing 60 times a minute. Nope. They were buried, buried underground with a big rock put over it with no oxygen and bound up in oxygen, and they still, but, yes, they slowed their oxygenation down, as I understand the technique, to, to like, uh, oxygen atom per minute or something like that. Well, a long time ago, I learned about the lobe fish in Africa. When the monsoons would come in these certain areas of Africa, the lobe fish would fool around and have babies, and then go into hibernation or just suspending animation for 20 years until the next monsoon came along, and they'd go and have more babies. You know, it's all about, it's the, it's the whole thing is all about babies. It's all about love. Come on. You know, I, I, I hate to bring, I, I hate to talk about touching peepees, but it's what we have to do if we're going to continue the race. We have hey, to touch peepees. I enjoy making babies. Well, you, you've done pretty well at it, you know, and, and who knows, you may not be done. You remember Noah was attacked by his daughters. 
go well, for it. And well, well, we're not going to go there, but but, mm-hmm. but there, there's and you know who it is, but we we can't talk about her right no, now. No, no, we don't. We hey, we we do not cast aspersions on even Harry Reid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, when I was a small child, I said I was going to father 12, 12 people. Now, now, isn't that interesting that I picked the number 12? Yes. I have a friend that wanted to father 50 people, and last I heard, he was up to 30. <laughs> well, and we have a fine uh, Amish fellow who's in Alaska who's 74, and his youngest, I guess, is now two. And and he's introducing sulfur to the people who sort of dug the original pipeline who've been stuck up there ever since. Okay. You know, this, is, this is a guy who had to leave Iowa, excuse me, Iowa, to escape the... the, the it, it, it's Iowa to you, you foreigners. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, the independent nation of Iowa. Uh, so he had to go all the way to Alaska to get away from the waggy fingers of his fellow Amish brothers. <laughs> and you know, but this is this is a guy who's uh he loves his wife, he loves his kids and his kids love him. Now that's really pretty weird. I mean, you know, do your kids love you, Philip? Uh you have to ask them. Gotta no, be careful no. how you pronounce state names, by the way. If you go to Nevada and pronounce it Nevada in Nevada, you're likely to get in trouble. <laughs> well and if you and if you want to go up to Alta Lakes the Indians that are still hiding in the trees may slit your throat because it's Alta Lakes. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, what's weird to me is uh, Arkansas. Uh, I, I, I look at the word and I see Arkansas. Arkansas. And, you know, it's uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, Arkansas that changed the name to uh, uh, to Arkansas. So they wouldn't see Bill and Hillary running down the road. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. This this guy from Haiti told the real story, and that was quite interesting. How they were self-sustaining down there with their rice crops, and the the foundation came down after after the tsunami or whatever they had down there. And he said, and all of a sudden we had a new rice person. That guy in Arkansas who was a brother of those folks, and, and and our economy has gone to heck because we can't farm our own rice anymore. Well, see, that. that's been a history in Haiti. It yeah. started when they beat the French. They did so well, they waited for them to starve, and they never starved, so they had to go attack them because they didn't want a country without trading, a totally nativist to survive without any kind of trading. And they were surviving too well, so the U.S. attacked them several, more than several times. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm sorry. It's, it, when Donald Trump says he'll make the U.S. great again, that isn't going to be too hard. No. You know, I mean, we, we really do have a nasty reputation for being a um, an invasionary group of white guys with some black guys helping us out, maybe some Irish, uh, just causing uh, the same sort of mayhem that's been going on since we ever had the first war. I didn't even know what the first war was. Does anybody know what the first war was? I thought that's when Cain knocked Abel up the side of the head. <laughs> I think that was just sibling rivalry. 
<laughs> you know, if you let them be on the couch and you let those Freud talk to them, they'll find out that their mother had big breasts and, and she wouldn't hide them. And they, they were embarrassed, you know, when they were out amongst the uh, the animals. They'd say, Mom has big breasts. And the animals would go, ee ah, oh, ee ah, roar, roar, roar. Uh, you know, it's, if we understand who we are, what we are, and the frequencies of life, and, and and we stop disliking or hating fear or hating whoa and if fear goes away you know what happens if fear goes away we grow yeah and, and you know so we've got a bunch of, I, I was going to mention this earlier but I'll mention it now as of 2017 our bloodthirsty lot of outrageous people may find the pediatricians or the doctors who vaccinate anybody with the needles that uh, Neil Young sang about and and hurt them. Maybe cut their hands off. Maybe cut their hands off. Mm. We're real oh, serious oh. about this. Yeah, the uh, vaccination... I, I put, put something out on Facebook and everybody wants to cut my head off about, about bad parents if you get your children vaccinated. And you're even more of an idiot if you get yourself vaccinated and Oh, people chimed in all over. And well, okay, I want, I want you to chime back in and say, no, look, you can protect yourself from this audacious attack on your own biology by just adding organic sulfur to your diet. Then the trash or man exits in your poop. Yeah, well, I was told by one of my relatives that that I'm going to suffer big time in three weeks because I got off all my medicine and, and I'm relying on the sulfur to take care of my problems, but... Hey, hang on. Did, did I ask you to agree with me on, You're did I ever ask you to raise your right hand and agree not to die? Did I ask you that question? No, but I, I planned on that 50 years ago already. Oh, okay. Well, then, then that's why I didn't ask you. But I mean, that's the only that's the only thing that our study members have to do. They have to agree not to die. There's no future in dying. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Well, you know, but there are there are certain Hindu mystics who may disagree. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they would. You're going to ascend to this better place. Oh, yeah, well, ain't nobody come back from that better place to said it was a better place. I actually, when you open up and you say get rid of the fears and things, planet Earth is the most fantastic place. I love it here, too. Oh yeah! Now, well, thank you. A, now come on, that's you're, you're very welcome that's to be here too. Everywhere in the galaxy, you know, in vibrant, get vibrant galaxies and grounded. But he <laughs> likes it here. I like it here. I don't want to go to Mars. I don't even. I don't even want to go to Jupiter. I don't even want to go to Saturn. No, I would. I I would like to be the first organ builder to build an or um, a moon organ. Ah, uh -huh. there we that, go. That's cool. That, <laughs> is that double entendre or what? Or did I miss that? I mean, I'm trying to figure out where that where that was obscene. Um, the, the the Cassini probe flew past the rings of Saturn, and I saw from that probe something very interesting. The, um, the Cassini rings, the, the darkest of the ring separation, there is a wall of sulfur crystals on the edge of that ring. Well, I think we better get a ship and go mine that place. They're 300 miles high. And this is not to be confused with Oleg Cassini, by the way. No, no. He, he made, uh, his clothes have come back into fashion. I wear them often. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the crazy guy that they named the probe after, named Cassini. 
who may have had too much uh, Madeira, my dear. Uh, <laughs> but you know, the, but but I'm a photographer. Yes, you I, showed me your pictures last night, and I saw things that you didn't. Well, because that's the way it is. You know, we hear things differently than other people do, and the question is, are we hearing in tune? Mm-hmm. You know, have, have we cleaned out our olfactory lobes to the point we can actually hear? I think the Bible verse is, those with ears, let them hear. Mm-hmm. Why? Right. Let them see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And those with emotions, let them feel. You know, I benefit from having, and I get to enjoy happy tears. I get to talk, talk to moms who get their, you know, their daughters and their sons back. I get to talk to daughters who get their dads back. How weird. Uh, you know, daughters who get their mothers back. No, the guy, the guy in Israel who got his mother back, and, and his father wasn't sure that was a good idea. <laughs> oh, in, in my case, being at, at this stage in my young, young, young development, I, I came from the old hardline German family where affection was never shown. And I said this to my son the other day. I said, "I'm better than my father. Please be better than me," because I got to that point where I didn't know how to show you or your brothers and sisters affection anymore. And it's really unfortunate, but as I told... No, 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 no. Hang on, Philip. You're still breathing. Yeah. Music helps with that, too, doesn't it? Oh, yes. Oh, come on. Um, Sal is, like I say, taking care of this star with crisp edges. Um, And, you know, but anybody who plays an instrument can play all of the frequencies of life. Anyone who can see can see all of the frequencies of light. Yeah. Uh, and, and all of those people who can love can experience the frequencies of love. Well, like you told me last night, you grew close to your father at the end, and I grew close to my mother at the end. We talked about things that we would had not talked about in, in 50 years of life. And Oh, life is so busy. It's just so busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and I th- I th- I'm thankful for the experience, and then I, I told her before, the, when she went into the surgery, I said, if you get the opportunity, send me a sign back that you're on the other side. I'm still waiting. It's been, been um, 11, 12 years now. I still haven't heard from the other side yet. No, I know, but was she raised Catholic? Yes. You have to put in purgatory in your church engine. Oh, I gotta wait for that period of time, huh? <laughs> well, no, it, not, um, Michael Circuit is a very successful real estate agent in Las Vegas, Nevada. In case you want to buy a home, go call Michael and Ray. Okay. And he taught he taught me how to crash hand gliders. He was he was the best teacher of how person how to crash hand gliders you've ever seen. <laughs> and and the uh, it, um. He he doesn't he doesn't really follow this idea of self or anything, but I learned a great deal from him. You know, it's, it, one keep your airspeed up or you crash. Uh, you know, and, and if you don't keep your airspeed up, make sure you don't hit your head too hard. And and if you're wearing a belt buckle, make sure it doesn't tear your gut up. I mean, these are little things that you learn in life. Right. But, right. But but if we pay attention to what we can learn from each other then we don't have Arabs hating Jews. We don't have Jews hating Jews. We don't have black folks hating niggers. We don't have white folks hating niggers. 
we don't have white folks saving white folks. Well, you ever ever see these pictures of the, of the young children of all races in a room, and they're all hugging each other? There's no we, have to, we have to bring a stop to that immediately. <laughs> yes. yes, we do. Oh, I can remember my grandparents. Everybody was a nigger. Everybody was, you know, and we learned that stuff. Well, you know, it didn't you, come you, from you, my you, dad or my you, mother. It came from, from my grandparents. You know, you, you, you're, you're not too far from uh, John Brown's Ferry or whatever it is. You know, you're from Iowa. Well, we, and, we, and I'm not sure we, far we, how we, Iowa we, is from Iowa. miles from Missouri. Yeah, and, you know, in Missouri, they have to be shown. That's right. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and some of our people are so far in, 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 ingrained in the Missouri topsoil that they have to be really shown. I actually lived in Sioux City, Iowa. <laughs> Okay, well, you were o- over there near near Nebraska. Well, yep. You know, I <laughs> you know the best Wayne, way Nebraska. To see Nebraska. And I ended up over there working for Wallman Optical. Oh, okay. Yeah, did, oh. You, did you hear my comment with Andrea? Then, the, you know, we are having people with long eyes. They're long eyes because they squinted their eyes long, and they're they're the square of their eye is reconfiguring, and their eyes are becoming shorter. And glaucoma, which is hard to spell anyway, is becoming hard to spell by these people who are old enough to have it. Now they don't have it anymore. And That's good you put Walman Optical out of business. I was a lens polisher. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, now they have machines that do it so cleverly. <laughs> That's good because it's a very boring job. Boring job. You know, I'm going to uh, polish. Yeah. Hey, try, try polishing a diamond now if you want a boring job. <laughs> well, you know, my, what, my, what my favorite high school mentor was my music teacher get that and oh, she I turned to me that, yeah. I was futzing around with the strings and the piano and she turned to me and my friend who was also a guitarist and said boys don't worry about the money go out and enjoy life and if you do what you enjoy you'll never work a day in your life and I've never worked a day in my life that is great now the the NSA listens to our broadcast, and so if you're receiving any Social Security, you're in trouble. Well, yeah. That's my, <laughs> my philosophy, too. An astronomer told me, when your hobby is the same as your profession, you're a happy guy. And so I remembered what he said and lived that well, pretty my, much. Well, my, 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 my in-laws all, all told my, my ex, when's your husband going to get a real job and, and his hobby? <laughs> Huh. And the answer, never. Yeah. Is your yeah, husband going to retire? And the answer is never. 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 Uh, yeah. Hey, we start. We're going to. We're going to eliminate dying. We're going to. You know, make it so dying is not very popular. If you're thinking about going into the line of mortician, stop. You know, go, choose another field. Go into pharma. <laughs> um, the and those people who want to send their children to become doctors, you know, farmers are. We need food. We don't need doctors. We need food. Well, you know, just just real quick, because I know we're getting short of time. I have a dear friend who who runs an African orphanage, and he he told me about the rainfall and the sunshine. And I said, well, it sounds like you've got a pretty good climate. Then he got on one day and said, I guess the children aren't going to eat today. And I said, don't you have good land? No, we, yeah, we do, but we don't own it. The landlords own it, and they won't let the children farm. Yikes. Yeah. Well, that no, see, you know, th- th- these are pedophiles. 
Uh, it, you know, the, the landlord. The definition, yeah, the definition, 1833 definition of pedophile is he who harms a child. That's yeah. what it says. He who harms a child. Amazing. And, you know, so these fathers are harming children because they don't want those children mucking up that dirt. <laughs> they may pee on the ground or poop on the Oh, my goodness, we can't have little black children pooping on the ground. That's bad. Hey, next week we are going to bring down the rest of Mel and Doug's organization. I want to thank Andrea. I want to thank John. I want to thank Philip. I want to thank Adam. Thank Doc Stump for not giving us his cold. And we'll see you next week. Blue skies and green lights, thank everyone. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Goodbye. and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. meal will come from if the power is out for an extended period of time? I'd like to suggest Lumana Foods, a family-owned business with a passion for food quality and taste, as well as long-term storage reliability. Numana.com. Check them out for your family's health and security. Food so good tasting and good for you, it can be eaten every day. Standard buckets are GMO-free, contain no aspartame, high fructose corn syrup, autolyzed yeast extract, chemical preservatives, or soy. You can be confident your Numana meals will be there for you and your family when you need them during an emergency. Numana.com, a nutritionally healthy way to prepare for any disaster. That's Numana.com. N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com.
their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
All right, good evening all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You are listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's Thursday, January 12th, 2017, and it's about seven and a half minutes after 8 p.m. Pacific Time. So... If that's when it is where you're at, we're live, 800-932-1980. That is the call-in number, 800-932-1980. Or you can go to our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com or avr1.com, avrn1.com or avrn.com. TV. That's the shortest one out of the whole group of, uh, I might just start just only giving that one out because it's just, although I should say American Voice Radio, uh, dot com because, well, that's the name of the network and all, but, you know, avrn.tv is just so easy, okay? Everybody can remember TV because everybody grew up on TV. Everybody's, well, I guess people aren't as addicted to TV as they used to be. Now, you know, they're addicted to the Internet and TV. But TV is something people should, you know, be able to remember. And AVRN, hey, how much easier does it get? I suppose it could be AVR, <laughs> uh, but that that's as good as I could do. Four letters and a two, uh, not even a C-O-M. See, that's three letters. I'm cutting down all over the place. We're cutting back. You know, we got we to gotta reel it in a little bit. You know, times are tough, and we uh, just can't afford to have too many letters in our address anymore, so we're cutting back. So we're down to avrn.tv, which is actually a good thing. So anyhow, it will take you to the uh, main page. It didn't used to, uh, but that was many months ago where it used to take you to a separate, a whole separate uh, website, actually, with, uh, you know, dedicated. That's when we were doing our own uh, thing. Now what we're doing is we're uh, doing video through YouTube, which uh, once you get to the site, you can go to the, I still have to rename this because it's confusing, but you'll see the, the, the on the menu there, the uh page avrn.tv well if you click that then you'll be at the page where you'll be able to see the youtube stream which is no it's not me it's for right now it is a uh a somewhat static page it's uh the front part of the front page of our well our front page the part there that shows who's on so it's semi-static because that does change every show that comes on, and you know, unless it's a well, every show that comes on, it it changes to uh, tells you the name of the show, tells you who the host is, and it says on air. Okay, so that's what's on the YouTube page. So if you see that, then it's that's what it's supposed to be. And every once in a while, you'll go there, and it'll be a black screen. But just check the the sound because even when it's a black screen, and usually when it's a black screen, it's because I'm trying to make changes, and I'm using that computer, and, uh, you know, I don't think it's all that interesting to see what I'm, um, you know, changing around and all that, so I just blacken the screen, but the sound is still going out, so, you know, hey, you can also go to YouTube, and if you put in uh, 
YouTube.com slash AVRN Live. We're going to come up on the uh, on the thing. Okay, that's going to be us. That's going to be our page. It comes up, so it's uh, pretty cool. Uh, when you put that in there, I think it's going to come up with be a, like a user in there. You know, YouTube uh, slash user slash, but... You don't have to put that in. I, I checked it out, and if you just put in YouTube.com slash AVRN Live, that'll be our YouTube page, which, you know, it has the live stream on it, but other than that, it's not all that exciting. Uh, the chat room is not activated, and uh, I don't really have any... Well, I think I have maybe two videos on there that are there. But, you see, I have to be really careful with the videos that I place on there because, you know, I like to play uh, music for my break, and uh, so do other hosts. And, well, if you put a video on uh, YouTube, they will, you know, they'll ding you for it, and then there'll be trouble and disruption. And I have enough of that already. I don't have to go looking for more of that. Uh that seems to find me pretty easily without any help from me. Uh, although from time to time I feel the need apparently to help it along too. So this, in this case, I'm trying not to. So that's why we're not putting the, uh, you know, because there is an option where I could record this and just throw it on there. But I tried that and it came up. Oh man, I had a list. You know, imagine 24 hours of AVR. Uh, how many copyright? warnings I got, oh man, it was it was pages full of it, so I figured, all right, enough of this, so I don't do that anymore, so anything that goes on there, and in the future, I do plan on putting some shows on there, uh, they will be edited, you know, there will not be, they will not be what you heard live, because I'm going to have to cut it down, because I think the rule is under 30 seconds, Okay, you can use songs if you use only under 30 seconds of them, and you won't get dinged for it, uh, because that's considered fair use, I guess. But over 30 seconds, and that's that. You know, you you have trouble with YouTube. Uh, so, you know, that's that. So that's the plans for YouTube. And yes, I do plan on one of these days getting uh, my webcam going and just doing a, uh, I suppose, it, <laughs> well, to start with, I can guarantee it's going to be kind of a talking head video because, you know, I'm still learning uh, these things, too. So we'll see, though. That'll be fun. You know, and you'll all be able to see me screw up the the, the YouTube thing uh, for my own show because I kind of got to get it down for my show before I start doing anybody else's, although we have done, for instance, the Contenders for the Faith did a uh, live YouTube split screen because they have two hosts. Yes, they do. They did a split screen uh, broadcast, and it, and it came off without a hitch. It, it worked real well, just the way I had planned, which that never happens, okay? Oh, man. Anyhow, hey, guess what? I don't know if you guys seen this. You probably have, but Obama administration has ended the wet foot, dry foot policy for Cubans. That's right. They have uh, the Obama administration today said it's repealing a measure granting automatic residency to virtually every Cuban who arrived in the United States, whether or not they had visas. Yep. 
wet foot, dry foot policy allowed Cubans who reached U.S. soil to stay, but returned any picked up at sea is effective immediately. So now you're going back no matter where you get to. Uh, They've been working on it for months, apparently, but they kept it kind of quiet because they didn't want a big flood of Cubans leaving the, uh, you know, leaving Cuba to come here. So, there you have it. So, I I don't know. I I don't know what's good and what's bad about anything Obama does anymore. I mean, why did he wait? Why did he wait until the last few days of his presidency to pull this off? Why didn't he do it right when he got in there? I mean, if it was a bad idea now, it's a bad idea then. Right? It's a bad idea. It was always a bad idea. And, by the way, it's always been a bad idea. Because they don't just let them stay. They give them money, too, okay? Oh, yeah, you get the big handout package if you uh, can actually make it to the beach. And they don't, you know, and don't think that, you know, they got to make it all the way to Florida or something. They don't. They can make it to Puerto Rico and be considered, hey, you made it to the U.S. Yeah. So... I don't know. I guess I'm glad it's over with. But, you know, the thing is, I don't know what the U.S. I really don't know what the United States' deal with Cuba is. I mean, this Cuban thing's been my whole life. Cuba's been this pariah in the Caribbean that, oh, you can't go there. They're terrible. They're communists. They're bad, bad, very bad. Oh, all right. Well, young and dumb, I'm like, yeah, the darn Cubans are uh, part of the Soviet evil empire. You know, and, okay, but as I grew up, you know, I started wondering, what's the big deal? How can that little island be a danger? And, by the way, if Cuba's such a horrible, bad place that nobody's allowed to go and uh, you can't go there on a vacation either though the rest of the world can go there including Canadians but the United States citizens no no you got a US passport can't go there if it's so horrible how exactly are we maintaining a marine base there huh how's that allowed if Cuba's our huge enemy, and oh, we've got that they they were aligned with the Soviet Union and the evil empire, and they're just so horrible, and all this and that and the other thing, uh, why didn't they kick our asses out and say, hey, get off our island? No, you are not allowed to have a military base on our island. What? How did that work? I mean, really. The Soviet Union. Now, think about this. Think about this, folks, and wonder to yourself, hmm, I wonder if we were getting lied to. I wonder if this was all just a big show for our benefit. Golly, I wonder. Because, you know, you would think if the Russians had the balls enough to say, oh, yeah, well, we're moving nuclear weapons into Cuba. You'd have have thunk before they went into the extreme of saying, oh, we're moving nuclear weapons 60 miles off the coast of Florida, or 90 miles, uh, they would have first said, uh, okay, look, before we move nuclear weapons onto this island and create a World War III, so says the press, we're kicking you off of this island. Get out. 
but no, never. Guantanamo Bay is still there as a U.S. prison. How does that happen? You never hear anybody talking about, well, hey, wait a minute. How exactly uh, is this happening? Why, why is Cuba allowing this? Why did Russia allow this? Why did the Soviet Union allow this? Why is anybody allowing this? We're not friends. We're not buddies. We don't have any agreement. They don't like us. Are we paying them? Well, I bet we are, seeing as how we give everybody else on the whole planet money. Well, or the illusion of money. Well, here's something else we're doing. Speaking of nuclear war and uh, all that, U.S. Army moves 2,500 tanks, trucks, and military vehicles into Europe. Yeah, and the biggest troop transports since the Cold War. Why? Well, they're arriving there to respond to Russian aggression. Russian aggression. Really. Two convoys of 20 vehicles have been photographed heading to Poland from Germany. Yep, there's a picture of them. You know, you really, really... What, what, what exactly is the aggression... Can can anybody tell me what the aggression is exactly? Because I'm missing that whole aggression part. I mean, I hear it a lot. But the only aggression I ever see is from the United States. How is that? Why is that? Am I missing something? I must be missing something because that's all I ever see. Oh, let's see. The U.S. is bombing Syria. The U.S. is, uh, you know, uh, amassing troops on the Russian border. The U.S. is overthrowing democratically elected uh, leaders and propping up their own puppets in the Ukraine. Uh, The U.S. is, uh, you know, kicking out diplomats of the Russians out of the country. The U.S. is putting sanctions on Russia. And, And yet I'm wondering, okay... Why, where, okay, where is this aggression? Usually, I don't know about you folks, how about you? I mean, when somebody, when you have to actually take steps, okay, you you have to take action because somebody is being that aggressive towards you that you need to stand, you know, you need to, you need to get your gun out, Okay. Because, I don't know, that's kind of what amassing troops on somebody's border is. And I think maybe overthrowing governments right on their border may be a little beyond just getting your gun out. That's more like firing a couple of shots in their direction, too. But I'm I'm missing the Russian aggression that is supposedly justifying all this. I mean, I really am. I'm, I'm not getting it. Now, I'm not trying to defend the Russians and say they're, oh, they're, they're spotless. They never do anything wrong or anything like that. I'm sure they do. They're a government, and I'm sure they're corrupt just like, well, I don't know, just like our government, because I think we are number one. We are number one when it comes to, you know, corruption in government. That's my patriotic side, see. But I'm just not seeing the aggression. I I don't get it, and I don't get where the American people, how anybody is buying this line of BS that we're hearing out of the likes of known liars 
like John McCain and the CIA and the Homeland Security. Hey, these are the people that told you, well, the reason we we have to kill Saddam Hussein and have a big war and pollute the whole, uh, you know, Middle East with depleted uranium and, uh, well, you got to pay for it, even though, oh, another lie that the oil that we get from Iraq will pay for the whole thing, uh, you know, is because of uh, weapons of mass destruction. Well, there weren't any. Oh, okay, well, it wasn't that. It was because Saddam Hussein was uh, buddies with uh, bin Laden. Oh, okay, except, well, that's a lie. He wasn't buddies with bin Laden. He didn't even like bin Laden. They didn't like each other. They were completely different. Bin Laden was a zealot. Saddam Hussein was a, a thug. He was a crook. He was a secular crook. Thug. CIA. Asset. That's who put Saddam Hussein in power. Gee, did you forget that? See, a lot of this stuff get because so many things are happening all the time. People forget stuff. Saddam Hussein was put in power in Iraq by the CIA because he was one of their paid assets. And he was absolutely brutal. Because that's how we like it here in the CIA. Them brutal kinds of dictators. Oh, man. You know, I mean, really. So... I, I, I don't know. Maybe somebody could call in. Maybe somebody could put it in the chat room. Maybe somebody could clue me in on exactly what is the Russian aggression. 2,500 military vehicles on its way to Poland. Huh. I wonder what the Poli Polish people think about it. But not just Poland. Troops are also going to be, be deployed in Romania, Bulgaria, and all across the Baltics. Uh, I, I just don't, you know, I'm not getting this. And they all say it's, it's aggression, it's the Crimea, it's the Ukraine. Well, the United States is the one that overthrew a democratically elected government in the Ukraine. And they waited and did it while the Russians were doing the Olympics. After the U.S. warned them that, well, you know what, if you don't step up your security to protect our athletes from uh, terrorist attacks, we might not just go. Well, you know, in, in hindsight... Putin would have been better off telling the U.S., you know what, good. As a matter of fact, you're uninvited, dirtbag. Don't show up. Because uh, we got business to watch in the Ukraine. But instead, they heeded the warnings, they put a lot of resources in the Sochi, and paid a lot of attention over there. Meanwhile, the spooks from the CIA were undermining the government in the Ukraine until they had a coup during the Olympics, and the Russians were busy doing that. Oh, man, is that dirty or what? It's just, it, 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 you know. Well, here's an article. Trump needs to use anti-monopoly laws to break up the big corporations that control mainstream media. Well, 
I uh, yeah, I believe I, I agree that he needs to use anti-monopoly laws to break up not only the big corporations that control mainstream media. Oh, like iHeartRadio. Yeah, isn't that a nice name, folks? iHeartRadio. Oh, gee, that's like Blackwater turning their name into the Love Connection or something. Okay? Which they've changed their name three times. We don't even know what they're called now. I think they're called ISIS. But, uh, yeah, iHeart, that's Clear Channel. You know that? The scumbag monopoly that killed FM radio? Yeah. They're iHeart now. Isn't that nice? Yeah. They need to be broken into tiny little pieces and put out of business is what they need. But then again, the pharmaceuticals need that. Uh, Monsanto needs to be put out of business and everybody involved with them jailed. And I guess that includes Bayer now, too. Folks, listen. This, this country was built on competition. Okay? It was built on competition. Yeah, the Industrial Revolution was, there was not much competition there. I mean, Rockefeller, you know why Standard Oil got busted into pieces, right? It wasn't, had nothing to do with oil. It doesn't matter. You can own all the oil wells you want. But the thing is, what Rockefeller did was he not only owned the oil wells, the oil rigs, he owned the trucks and the trains to transport the oil, and he owned the gas stations themselves that pumped the gas into your car, and he owned the refineries. Okay, so he owned everything all the way through, and he could completely control the prices. See, and they said, well, that's a bad idea. Why is that a bad idea? Well, it's a good idea when you're building something from ground to get something going. But then when you get something going, it, you know what it's like? It's kind of like allowing a monopoly for seven years to say, okay, build it up, and then we're going to bust you down and, and pass it around. And, yeah, that doesn't sound fair. Oh, well, you know, they built it. They should. Oh, believe me, they benefited from it. I think the Rockefellers, they didn't get hurt too bad by being having Standard Oil broke up, did they? I mean, that was a hundred years ago, and they're still gazillionaires. Because it's like, it is, it's like the patent laws or the copyright laws. Listen, the way they were designed was genius. It really was. Because they said, look, we want to protect, we have to protect artists and inventors and creators of, of works of art and literature and all this, because we're trying to build an American culture here. And we got to have literature. we got to have art. we got to have these things as part of our culture that are our own. And we have to be able to promote this and, and because people got to live, so they got to get paid for this, and we have to protect them somehow. So we're going to give you seven years. You write something, you invent something, you, you paint something, you do something, and you know what? You have the exclusive ability to profit from it for seven years. But after seven years, it goes to the public. And whatever your invention is, whoever can make it better or cheaper can do so. Whoever wants to republish your book can do so. So everybody can read it. Because you know what? You had seven years to profit. Time to come up with the next invention. Time to come up with another book or painting or whatever it is you did. You don't get to just live the rest of your life on, oh, I did one thing 
and nobody gets to use it unless they pay me for it for the rest of my days. See, that is not helping the nation. It was a, you know, and yeah, okay, private property and all that, intellectual property. I get the argument that, well, you know, it's yours, and it's why does it not become yours in seven years? Because you have to balance the good of the nation and the good of the individual. It is always a balancing act if we're going to have a civilization, okay? And it's a perfect plan because for seven years, the artist or the writer or whoever, the inventor, gets paid. Paid enough to where, theoretically, you're making more stuff and getting paid for that, too. But then after that, it goes to the public and everybody benefits from it. Of course, they changed all that now. But you see, that's kind of like a monopoly. You go in and businesses, the goal is monopoly. That's the natural progression for a business is to eliminate your competition and get all the, get all the marbles. Myself, I would write the uh, antitrust laws to say, no, you, you know what? You start a new company. You got a new idea. You got seven years to monopolize all you can. And after seven years, if you have monopolized, we're going to break it up and pass it out. You get to still make money, but so does everybody else, and everybody gets to benefit from it. But you see, corporations are not into that. The only ones they're concerned with benefiting are their stockholders, okay? And we're in a terrible jam right now. And you know what? I don't believe that Donald Trump is going to break anything up. I don't think that's in his nature. I think he likes Monopoly. I think he thinks it's a great idea. But I could be wrong. Maybe Donald Trump will put his business nature to the side and think of what's best for the country as a whole. That'd be something different, wouldn't it? <laughs> Boy, a politician that actually is trying to do something good for America and the American people? Oh my gosh, that's unheard of. I have to take a break. I'm so I'm so distraught even just thinking about it. We'll be back in a bit.
out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch at the Mission Church in Wichita, Kansas, that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people. Your neighbors, the mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes.
it's all because your mama don't dance and your daddy don't rock and roll. Stephan, you're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's Thursday, January 12, 2017, about 844 and a half out here on the Pacific Time Coast, 800-932-1980 is the call-in number, avrn.tv, or AmericanVoiceRadio.com is the website. We got a uh, we got a uh, chat room there, you can go in there. You know, we were just talking about something in the chat room, and this is something that I think I, I'm going to become more uh, militant about myself because I'm really getting sick of it. I, you know, okay, here it is. Now I watch sci-fi, and you you might like whatever shows you like, but they're all the same in one respect. You'll be sitting there and you'll be watching this show and you'll be liking it and everything's good and great, and then here comes a homo. There's always got to be a homo in there somewhere. Whether it's a dyke or some fag or whatever, it's always got to be injected in there. Okay, now look, I'm I'm not a prude, and I can put up with some things because I realize in the real world these these creatures exist. Okay, I can't just say oh la 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 they don't exist. Yes, they do. They're out there. I I understand that. But you know what? They are not mainstream. They're not all over the place. They are a vast, tiny, minuscule, deviant, perverted minority. Okay? And it, when I'm watching something, and sure, if if they have a scene where, all right, so uh, maybe the main characters are doing something, and over in the corner, or some sub-characters turn out to be homosexuals, I can let that pass. Because I know, okay, they're not the main characters. I'm not going to have to see this much. Fine. I don't like it, but I can tolerate that. But when you start 
turning main characters into faggots that there's no point in it other than promoting homosexuality. Now, my answer to that has just been to shut it off and go watch something else and never again, you know, watch that. And and it's happened a couple of times already. Shows that I really liked just are promoting the homo agenda to the point where I can't watch them anymore. Well, I think from now on, and, I th- and I'm going to encourage everybody out there to do the same, is to not only stop watching, but also write an email, write a letter, whatever, to whoever's producing it and say, you know what, I really liked what I was seeing, and I would have watched all of it. But now, I'm not only writing you, I'm writing whatever venue this was on, and I'm telling them that because of your constant promotion of homosexual agenda, I'm not watching it anymore, and I'm going to tell everybody I meet not to watch it anymore. So, you know what? What you're going to end up with is a small little tiny group of homosexuals supporting your project. So, good luck with that, and see how how that pays the bills for a while. You know, I haven't done that yet. I just shut it off, and I don't watch things anymore. And And it's not... Hey... I don't like doing that because, look, it's hard enough to find anything decent on TV. And then you find something that's well done and interesting and good story and good acting and good special effects and all that stuff. And you're watching it and three episodes in, bang, they turn one of the main characters into a homo. Well, off it goes. And then I'm stuck sitting there watching Star Trek fan-made movies. Okay? And, hey, you know what? Even one of those. I was watching one of those. And, bang, homos. Had to shut it off. You know, it's just, I'm not interested in seeing that. You know, look, I get it. And, again, if it's in the backdrop, I understand. Okay, we're trying to be realistic here. We're trying to make it like real life and all that stuff, and that's fine. And they do exist. But they exist in a minimal, minimal uh, capacity in the society. The only thing that makes it seem like they're everywhere is the media. They're not everywhere. Anyway, we got a caller. Go ahead, caller. Thanks for taking my call, Frank. Jay from Washington. Hey, Jay. And I'm glad you're bringing this up, actually. Well, we were talking about it in the chat room. We were, and, and you know, so I was compelled to, to call in. And you and I in the chat room had mentioned the 100 TV series. I guess that's sci-fi. Uh, mm-hmm. I, guess it's, I don't know the definition of sci-fi, but I watched... Well, actually, uh, actually, you know, the, the, <laughs> the only real sci-fi about it was the very beginning, because they, yeah. they started on a space station. <laughs> you know? Right, but right. After that, it's pretty much... Primitiveville, uh, you know, survival. Yeah. It's more like the what? What is that? That what? What is that famous thing? The Hunger Games. It's more like that. The Hunger. Oh yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you know the thing is, and it, you know the main character. It's the girl, Clark. Whatever. I think that's her character name. The war. The, the warrior Barbie doll. Is yeah. What I call her. Yeah. I. It, it came out. I think maybe in the first season, or certainly in the second season, there was a little bit of. You know, she was a dyke, right? She was a, a lesbian, okay? And 
or something like that, as I recall. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. And so, you know, I, okay, I watched, you know, the complete first two seasons. Well, kind of like me, Jay. It's like, look, I understand these people exist. And, and, you know, if you want to represent that in a, well, in a show I'm watching, that's one thing. You know, and as long as you, you understand that, okay, they maybe are 1% to 3% of the population. Mm-hmm. If you keep it to that, I, I can accept that. Because that's, right. that's like, okay, that's representative. But, uh, but see, I'm a fair guy. At least I like to think I am. And I thought, as soon as I saw it, the first time I thought, I was disappointed. I said to myself, okay, well, why'd you have to do that? that? That's not necessary. That doesn't add to the show right. at all. The show was doing just fine. Why'd you have to? I'm saying this to myself. So anyway, the third season comes out. So you're not and out I, on the sidewalk screaming this at the top no, of your lungs? Well, that's good. No, you calm, yeah. You've calmed down quite a bit. Right. <laughs> so the third season comes out, and oh, I guess last week I, I start watching the first episode, and it wasn't very far into the first episode of the third season where she's at it again. And this time, I got to tell you, it was pretty graphic. And I didn't even watch the whole thing. I thought, I was like watching this and I'm going, okay. I don't want to see this. this. Yeah. This is like, oh, this is borderline pornographic. And it's, I just turned it off and I just, I just shook my head. I mean, yeah, I was disgusted, but I was just more puzzled. Like, why? I mean, why would you? Who would let their kids watch that? I mean, you wouldn't have a, a, a guy and a girl necessarily do that. It's it's because it was pretty graphic. I'm not kidding. Now I know it's cable, and we're supposed to be grown ups here and not prudes, like you said. But. Well, and if you want to see that, that's one thing. You know, okay, look, look. I mean, it's not that uh, I'm a prude or anything. There's things I don't want to see. Okay, it's like, hey, I don't want to, you know what, I'd shut it off if they started torturing animals, too. I don't want to see that either. Nope. I don't, anything gratuitous, I don't want to see. I'm the same way as you are. I remember years ago, I I tried to watch the movie Casino, and I had to turn it off. It was, I'm like, this is, um, this is too much. It's just too graphic. It's too, what's the word? Uh, Well, I think what you, the word you used was gratuitous. Gratuitous. It has nothing to do with the story. It has nothing to do. You're just doing it because you can. Yeah. Yeah, like Quentin Tarantino movies. The guy's an <laughs> idiot. And his movies are terrible, terrible movies. Well, I like Pulp Fiction. <laughs> See, I've never seen... Oh, now, look, I've seen parts. I'm familiar with it. I've seen parts of Reservoir Dogs. I never saw that. that. was. Well, it's hard to watch. And again, I didn't watch the whole thing. I think I saw the ending or the, the scene where they were, like, torturing this cop, and he cut his ear off and poured gasoline over him. And I'm like, okay, you know, this isn't necessary. You see, and and that's the whole thing, Jay. I realize there may come a time when that stuff will be not only happening, but necessary. Oh, I understand. But I don't want to see it. If I have to do it, or if I have to be there when it's really happening, you know what? That's a different circumstance. I don't, and I won't enjoy it. What has to be done has to be done sometimes. But sure, I don't want. I, I don't do these things or want to do those things or certainly no. not want to see those no. things for entertainment's sake. Who no, thinks torturing it. anybody is entertainment? I, 
Well, I apparently I don't know. Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, and 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 it's what's interesting. I think about this is, you know, it, we're called the extreme people sometimes, right? Because oh, of yeah. our views and so forth. Quite but often, at the same time, <laughs> well, yeah. But here, here we are saying, wait a minute, man. I mean, you know, I don't want to see this. I mean, yeah, I want to. Entertained is is one thing, and it's all fiction and fantasy, anyway. But. You just don't have to do some of these things that they do in these shows. Well, so, who anyway. wants to re- look? I mean, anybody out there in a militia or has been in the military, maybe you've even been in combat, and you realize, wow, gee, you know, we did some things that were, you know, I don't even want to talk about it, right? But exactly. The thing is, that's one thing. But to sit there and, and somebody who says, hey, you know what? I was in the war and we did all these things and I'm going to make a, you know, I'm going to make a a, a a movie about it. And I'm going to go into every little graphic detail because, boy, that was fun. That That is right. a psychopath. Something's wrong with that person right there, man. Something really serious, okay, is wrong right. with somebody like that. And I don't care if you've ever been there. You sit there and go, oh, Oh, wow, that's a great story. Let me make a movie about that because, you know, what? You think that's entertaining? You know, torturing animals, uh, cutting people's ears off, lighting them on fire, you know, homosexuals. Look, all these Mm -hmm. things happen in the real world. I get that. Right. But to watch it for entertainment, I think, is even sicker than the people that are actually doing it. It is. No, and you're right. It is, and that's kind of the the whole point, really, of just turning that stuff off. Well, yeah, and and that and it does go for homosexuality too. These dyke scenes and these homo scenes. It's like, look, I know these people out there exist. I I understand they do these deviant things, you know, in their houses or wherever. I get that, and and I right. think it's sick. But you know what? It's their life, and as long as I don't have to know them or know about it, I don't care. But to sit there and watch it for entertainment is sicker than the people that are doing it. It is. It is. And like I said in the chat room, I mean, I, I, I was, I'm more, you know, I'm, I'm disgusted, yeah, but to me it's just, and you're illustrating it, it's just stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I get you mad know? because, you know why? Because <laughs> I'm selfish, of course, and you know, <laughs> and and I'm mad because they're wrecking a show that I was liking. They're wrecking a show, exactly. I was liking that show, and you ruined it. Yep. <laughs> and yep. I'm upset about that. I, you know, uh, it's terrible. I mean, because look, you know, uh, you know, it's not easy to find something. It's not good to watch, and I don't mean good as no. in wholesome. I mean good as in, you know, well done. It's right. not easy. No, there's very. Uh, There's almost not nothing. Out there. You There's know how many not. reruns of Star Trek I've watched? Because oh, I, there's nothing terrible. new, decent on? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, that's pretty sad, isn't it? It's pretty sad. I, I'm, watching things from these, the, I'm watching things from right. the 60s because from I can't 60s, find anything yeah. good. Yeah. And Hollywood but, keeps pumping out crap. You there? Oh, my gosh. Jay just got, like, dumped. How did that happen? Yeah, that's the the hold music. See, there's a problem with this thing sometimes. It plays these things. I don't understand what it is. I think it's the phone company, but I'm almost out of time anyway, so it's not a good thing, but it's, uh, well, it's better than if it happened right away. Anyhow, so folks, what do you think? 
maybe instead of just shutting it off, maybe start writing, you know, shooting off an email at least. Yeah, it's not like a politician, and it is just entertainment. But you know what? I don't know if the politicians don't really read emails, but maybe these people at the studios do. Because, you see, when you start telling them, I'm not going to watch this because of this, and I'm going to tell everybody else I know not to watch it because of this, too. What do you think of that? Well, they might say, who cares about you and your friends? But if they get a few of those, get a hundred of those, get a thousand of those, get 10,000 of those, they're going to start taking notice and saying, you know, maybe we ought to cut it out. Because that little 3% of the homos that like to see this sort of stuff, uh, they're not going to be able to support this studio. Okay, They're not the, going to be able to support our movie ventures. All right? There's just not enough of them. Sorry, we'd have to charge like uh, $500 a ticket to go watch a movie uh, if they were going to be the ones to support it alone. Start voting with your wallet. It's your money. You don't have to spend it. You don't have to. You know, and I realize watching stuff online or anything is different, but, uh, you know, than actually shelling out money for a movie. But it's the same concept. And if you let them know, I don't know what else to do. You know, I don't know what else to do, you know, because I'm not going to tell anybody, well, you know, that's it. Uh, shut off your Internet. Shut off your TV. Just throw it out the window and don't do it. You know, that's like telling people, well, get rid of your bank account. It's no good. They're tracking everything you're doing. Well, that's true. They are. And we don't, we would all be better off probably without a bank account. Okay? But the world we live in. Not having a bank account would make it very difficult on all of us, okay? And make it impossible for some of us to, to do what we got to do, to support our families and whatever else. So I don't suggest that to people anymore. There was a time when I did, but now I don't. That was like 15 years ago. But now, you know, I've grown up. I've come to the realization that's not reasonable. But what is reasonable is to start just only keeping the amount of money you need to operate from day to day in your bank. Just the same thing with uh, watching things on TV or, or on, uh, you know, Netflix or whatever. You know, just uh, watch what you want to watch when they ruin it with some of this homo agenda that they put in there. Or gratuitous violence, if you're against that. Then, send you know, stop watching it, which you probably already are. And then uh, just shoot them off a little letter saying, uh, you know, a little email saying, hey, guess what? Uh, you lost a viewer. And I'm telling everybody I know. And that's important to say that to them. That And I'm telling everybody I know not to do it. As a matter of fact, I have a blog, and I'm going to tell them all on there, too. I'm going to tell people I don't even know not to watch this. And why? I don't know if it'll work. But, hey, you know, think of it as therapy for yourself, too. Because, you know, if, you, if you're upset enough to shut it off, then you're upset. And maybe writing a little email telling them about it is a little good therapy for you. I know it will be for me. So, anyhow, I will see you tomorrow, Friday, 2 p.m. Pacific time. We got good stuff coming up. Matter of fact, uh, Governor America's coming up. So stay tuned, folks, and thanks for listening. <laughs>
The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.